This is Diakonos, a Cops Calling Podcast, season number three, episode number one. I'm Anthony Weaver, and to kick off the season, Gary Lowe joins me for another quasi-entertaining and informative Low Expectations. We talk officer line of duty deaths, pursuits, officers who are facing criminal charges, essential movements for criminals in the brand new Safety Act in Illinois, arsonists on fire, and some brand new slurs you can use on white people. L and an R. You gotta put the headphones on right. I always remember this is on the left side. Yeah, the cord on the left. That makes sense. That's how that works. That's so that way you can get to your gun that's on your right side. You know, while we're doing this. Just in case something happens. I don't got a gun on. You don't? I'm comfortable. I gotta put mine down here. Put it down. What what do you think a a safety officer position for a construction company, what do you think that is? It's probably someone who's very well trained in like OSHA stuff. Yeah. I don't know what OSHA stands for, but I know it's like some sort of federal agency, I believe, that, that oversees all the safety aspects of job sites and everything like that. So I'm guessing... Me personally, I wouldn't want to do it because all you do is you go around and you tell people that know how to do the job and maybe like do the job in a way that's very efficient and effective. But not safe. But according may, to the government. Not, not, not fully following the safety rules. So then you get all up in their business and you tell them what they're doing wrong and you, you knock them for you know, all this stuff they're doing and they're just trying to do their job. Yeah, it's feel- not like they're doing something crazy like, like me trying to chainsaw something with one hand, right? You know, um, just hanging onto the ladder, like <laughs> half of your body onto the ladder. Yeah, yeah. Like, they probably walk around and say, "Hey, put your helmet on. You got to have your ma- you got to have your helmet on." Yeah, and probably during COVID, they're probably like, "Put your mask on. You right. got to put your mask on." Yeah, yeah. I think it'd yeah. be a terrible position, but yeah. you'd be hated. But why? Which you- is kind of like what we're used to anyway. So like, you'd be the hated guy, like by the by the people, the people why'd that you're you around. They would just hate. Why'd you ask? Well, I'm just curious. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna hang it up and be a, a safety pro for oh, a man. Could you imagine company? me doing that? Walking around be like, Hey, you're not holding your hammer, right? Hey, that hammer was too close to this guy. Oh, I would, man. I would not be, I mean, I'd be loved by the workers, but I don't think the bosses would like that. No, because you would probably side with the workers, bro. I don't like rules for no reason. No, you don't like rules for no reason, but you also like, you have a little bit of a, uh, I don't want like I don't want to say rebellious edge, oh, but I, you you push back like if if there's if there's like a a rule or or something you're gonna push back against it, especially if you don't if you think it's a silly rule yeah. or like anything like that. Yeah. So like if so, you're eating your lunch on a construction site, right, and you're not like throwing a, you're not swinging a hammer around, right, you can take your helmet off, bro. Eat yeah. your lunch. Yeah. Like if that was a rule that OSHA OSHA had they have to have a helmet on, right, I'd lose my mind for that. Yeah. Lose my mind. Yeah. I think, I think this brings up a very good point that any type of position like that or any type of leadership position at all, you need to, it's so important to explain the why. So if you, if you put down a directive or a expectation, or yeah. especially if you're making changes, you need to tell people why. Like, don't just put it out there and not explain why. It is. They may not, the people that you're telling it to, they may not like the why, but at least you're giving them a why. Yeah. And they can choose to disagree with the why, but 
at least you're respecting them enough to say, this hey, is we're going to do this, this, and this is why. Yeah. And I think that safety, what did I call it? A safety, safety pro? A safety pro on a construction site, that dude's the fall guy. Something bad happens, we're like, hey, we got a safety control guy. He didn't do his job. He's gone. Right. You're like, the, you're like the guy that stands in the gap from the bosses who make like the real money now, and keep, like the actual workers. <laughs> you're like the guy that gets like, up oh, his fault. <laughs> the safety guy didn't do, he wasn't doing See, his job. See, I think, a, I think as a safety pro, you would have to do things to like, yeah, it would be like a- You're the fall guy. You could be, the, you could be a really evil safety pro. Like you could go into a site. Just crush. You could, t you just tell, you can't do that. You can't do that. You can't do that. And then when the guys like give you lip and everything, make sure it's all recorded that you told them. Yeah. And then just go around and like sabotage them. Yeah. <laughs> just to prove your point, you know. <laughs> yeah. You, know, you just go over and knock a ladder out from underneath one of them. Sorry, bro. Sorry. You didn't have it secured correctly with uh, whatever. <laughs> this is why. Yeah. I'm trying to explain to you why yeah. we do this. This is why you hook yourself up so you don't fall 75 feet. Now look at now you. Now it hurts. Now you got a broken bone. <laughs> Someone That's call terrible. the ambulance. Yeah. A broken bone and you're fired for not following the safety <laughs> protocol I put in place here. Oh, man. Why are we even talking about this? I don't know. What you are we doing, dude? Dude, it's were... January. It's January? Bro, happy new year. 2023. Man, Can what a year it? it's going to be. You think? It's going to be a great year. I I'm bring it on. I'm down for a good year. I'm 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 down for a good year too. Now are you are you a big like resolutions guy? No. Do you, no. I have zero resolutions. Why do you say it with such disdain? I don't know. Because I think I'm probably jealous that people have like I mean, I'm not I'm not a resolu like I'm not a what what I would consider a resolution guy either, but I feel like at the end of one year, beginning of a new year, I kind of look at some things and consider some things and yeah you know it so you don't there's no consideration you don't you don't think about the year past and the year coming up and hey am i going to do anything a little different am i going to yeah. work on anything yeah. personally professionally i live as if today is my last day <laughs> no you don't that's absolutely <laughs> not true no, um, i don't know man i'm not i'm not a big goal setter it's it's one of my many faults i'm not a big goal goal setter and I think because most of the time I fail in everything that I do. So like, I, I don't want to set a goal that I know I'm not going to make. Man, you are really hitting I'm not going to achieve it. You're really hitting hard the uh, self-deprecating Dude, humor. you know how many times I've said I'm going to read through the Bible this year and I've failed miserably? So like, in reality, I don't want to set a goal like that. I just want to, I just, like, if I'm going to read my Bible, I'm going to read my Bible. Like, okay. I, I'm just, like, it, it crushes me if I set a goal and then I don't make it, which I, I kind of know so, myself that I'm not going to make a goal. So doesn't that just show like a lack of discipline? Oh, on your totally. End? Dude, I'm a terrible person. Like, thanks for pointing this out. I've been saying this person. all the time and you always say, quit being so self-deprecating. Right. But like, it's who I, it, it's who I am. It's okay. I'm okay with that. I, I, I want to be better, I mean, but like. I, I feel like you really push it though in those things that you in, enjoy. Like you, like the leather making, for instance. Yeah, yeah I want to make you, a backpack this year. All right, there's yeah. a goal. I, I made a resolution. Okay. Hey, this is my, my New Year's resolution, everybody. Nobody cares. I'm going to make a backpack hey, real quick, out of leather. Before I forget, um, so at the end of season two, we did a live for patrons only. One of our patrons, you got to call in because you offered to, to yeah. make them something. Dave. Yeah. So he, he, uh, he wanted us to be sure to put out on this episode that um, those coasters that you made him yeah. loves them. Loves them. Dude, he was real impressed when I, when I gave them to him. He loves them. He thinks they're yeah. great. I didn't really so, get to talk to him about it. I kind of like handed it to him and ran. Yeah. Yeah. He did say to me though, I don't know if I should say this. He said Anthony wasn't real confident that I would get them to him. I, I told him. I said, listen. 
I'm offended I, by that. I said, I said, you better stay on him. Because I said, <laughs> he, he was just shooting from the hip. He's saying, hey, if someone calls in, I'll give you this, I'll give you that, yeah. you know, all this and that. I said, just stay on him. Make sure, make sure he holds up his end of the bargain. Did you say, he's probably not going to get him to you? I don't, I don't believe I said that. I don't, I don't think I said it. He's probably not going to get him to you. Okay. If I did, I'll own it. But I don't remember saying that. Dude. I remember saying, hey, just stay on him. Because he, yeah. he, was, he was flying hot during that episode. Yeah. He was just making Shoot. promises and yeah. telling Doing people things. to call in. And they'll, he'll do this and he'll do that. I said, just make sure he delivers on that. That's a good episode. So man. it was a fun episode. It kind of stank that it, it ran out. Dude, it's so we got so long-winded. What we didn't realize I can't is believe that, that happened. live episode yeah. ends at two hours on, on my host, Podbean. And yeah, we didn't realize it. So we did another like 15, 20 minutes. We, never, we didn't even realize. Like, I, really, I saw people just were out. I'm like, well, I guess people are tired of listening to us live. <laughs> I thought everyone just left at the Dude, that's time. when it got real good, too. Yeah, we were talking about Christmas and what it means to us. And like, you know, yeah. It, it, yeah. And, there was, and then I think we also had some really funny stuff on the bottom there but if you're not a patron it doesn't matter you missed it anyway yeah so be, become it, a patron it was a it was a great episode it, so um, if someone becomes a patron now can they listen to that episode yeah yeah like you become down. a patron right now you go to diakonosacc.com right now hit the support tab um there's a link on there to become a patron you get all the epi- you get all the patron only episodes I what's think the minimum like seven price what's the minimum price to get all of them five dollars a month dude five bucks a month man dude that's a, that's a cup of that. coffee that's a ding dong that's a ding dong a, a, a week a, dong. for a month. What's like, a ding dong? I don't know, like a snack from Turkey Hill or something. Oh, those things are, I think I do know what they, those are disgusting. Yeah, man. I think they're called ding dongs, I right? can't eat them anymore. You know why? I have high cholesterol. Dude. Just got dropped on me. Dude, go now, on the keto diet. I, I keto knew. Keto will solve all of your problems. I knew my cholesterol was, was going up over the last couple of years, but I, I, I had a physical and got blood working and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, my cholesterol's pretty high. So now I'm taking, oh. Thankfully, oh, let me guess. You're taking medicine. You, no, 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 you no, 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 no. Thankfully, the doc was like, I don't want to put you on, on medicine. I'm like, good decision, doco, because I'm not taking any medicine. <laughs> Bro ain't taking meds. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, I'm taking supplements. I'm taking, uh, you know, fish omega-3 fat oils or something. Okay. I don't know. And red yeast yeah. rice pills and stuff. Red I don't yeast. know. And I am trying to watch my diet a little bit. Here's the crazy thing. I am in great health. My blood pressure is awesome. You look good. Like all. All my numbers, when I, when I did my blood tests and stuff, all my numbers are great. The only thing that they're concerned about is this high cholesterol. Yeah. And I don't know. Are they I'm still saying that like high cholesterol comes from like eggs and bacon and stuff? It's saturated oh, yeah. fats, right? Oh, yeah. She's, is yeah. eggs still a bad thing? Yeah, eggs I think goes, so. Eggs is like the, See, you never know about eggs, man. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're bad. The doctor told me, you know, avoid red meats. I'm like, yeah, good, good luck with luck. that. I didn't say that to her, but I was like, that ain't happening. <laughs> I'll take your, uh, your. She saw your eyes roll for sure. <laughs> I'll take your supplements and I'll try to cut back on my, uh, you know, packaged sweets and stuff. Yeah. That's, you, a, that's what kills me. How'd you I'm even understand her with your mask on? <sighs> I did have to wear a mask in there. Yeah. You go in. Never they, go into the doctor again. <laughs> Dude, that's the only place I'll wear a mask. I. Yeah, you have to. You I mean, have they, to. They yell at you. They yeah. Beat you up. Like crazy. But yeah. hey, this is Diagnostic Cops Calling Low Expectations. Take 10. Take 10. Dude, we did Take 10. 10. Yeah. This is a 10th one. Tagline? It's a good one. Let's hear it. I think it's really good. All right. Diagnostic Cops Calling Low Expectations is like a comb over. 
It addresses a problem, but just isn't that stylish or effective. <laughs> addresses a problem. That's funny. Yeah. I like it. I, I thought it was pretty good. Dude, speaking of hair, like I didn't shave today and like I shaved my head, so it's usually bald. And like I, after using the bathroom one time today, I was washing my hands, which look how super healthy. Yeah. Wash my hands after mm-hmm. using the bathroom. But like there's this one hair that's like longer than the rest of them. So I must have missed, missed it. it the last couple of times I've shaved. And like it's probably like a quarter inch long. It's really annoying me. You could have a one hair comb over. Yeah. Now, I had a family member, I'm not going to say who, that, that did the comb over thing for a while. Yeah. It was incredible. On a windy day, dude, that thing was up, boom, up there. Like, do we used to work for a guy who had a comb over? Yes. And, his, and, and it, it would get up there. It like, was like a rooster. A, yeah, like a rooster. It's like, you know, nine inches up in the air, just flapping around like a rooster. It's crazy. Yeah. So, again, I understand why you're doing it. It's, uh, it's addressing a problem. Male, uh, what do they call it? Male pattern baldness or something like that. So it's addressing that problem, but it's just not very stylish or effective. That is what Diaconus of Cops Calling is like. And I'm proud of that. Well, let me rephrase that. It's not what the podcast is like. It's what low expectations is like. Because we yeah. just come in here and we just kind of wing it. But we always have a good time and hopefully we make people laugh. Yeah. You get so, a couple of likes every once in a while. A couple yeah. comments on yeah. the social yeah. medias. Yeah. So, well, unlike you, I do like to look back and I like to look forward. Okay. So I got a couple questions for you about the, the, uh, the show in 2022. What was your favorite episode in, in season two? Dude, you're springing this on me? Yeah. All right. The, remind me which ones get... were on there. <laughs> which ones were and on I, there? And, and I understand that you may not even listen to all, all the, the episodes I did where I, I listened interviewed to quite guests. a few of them. I know you, you listened to quite a few, but um, yeah. Dude, yeah, I did spring it on you. You put me on the spot. Like, I, gotta right. do, I don't do show prep. You know this. Okay. And like, you didn't. I know. All right, what were I some of the people purpose. you had? Um, I had, uh, I had uh, John McCarry the, from, from uh, NYPD. Brianna Taylor guy. Well, yep. Sergeant John Mattingly. Mattingly. Sergeant John Mattingly. Yep, that was a good one. I think that was my favorite one. That was a good one. And I think that one was my favorite one because most people think they know what happened during that raid. Right. And I think having him on and talking about it really opened not only my eyes, why I had read his book. Right. So my eyes were really open to what had happened. And, and yeah, that, that I thought was, that was one of my favorite episodes. Yeah. I liked it too. Cause you saw like, or you heard he's a normal dude. Yeah. And it's like, he just got yeah. crushed. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing I liked about season two is, is just that, that I was able to branch out, get some, yeah. get some new guests on dude, that weren't some, just local. You got some, some good guess. So I'm sure. hoping to carry that into 2023. We started low expectations. That's my highlight, dude, because I get to come hang out yeah. with you and, yeah. and talk about whatever nothingness. And it's, I, that's, gained, uh, that's gained some listeners and some popularity. Traction. Yeah, yeah. Right. So um, yeah, that's my look back, look forward. I don't know, man. That was the I only question work, you had for me? That was the only question I had for you. I was just curious what, if you All thought right. what, what your favorite episode. What was your favorite topic? Well, you, you're, you yelled at me for springing the question on you, but now I'm, well, now I'm curious because now okay. my mind's kind of like going back. I'm trying to figure it out, but it's so, going to take too long because radio I think it, I think, doesn't work for radio. I think another, some of the other great guests I had were, were uh, retired Lieutenant John McCarry from NYPD. He was really good. Uh, Nick Quintana from North Las Vegas. Yes. He was really, that was a really cool episode. That was the one with um, the kids, right? Yeah. Where he yeah. adopted all those kids. Yep. Yeah, that was, yeah. that was moving. So 
Oh, yeah. Uh, sure. I had great guests. I it, it's Hollywood. Hard. Um, Hollywood Morris, my Hollywood last Morris. one. Yeah, he yeah, was yeah. really cool. I started getting uh, into that one. I haven't finished it yet, but I, I mean, I'm I'm planning on finishing it. Yeah, he is a really cool story yeah. and and just background. Um, yeah. So, what do you think are your the favorite story or topic we covered on Low Expectations in season two? I, we talked about so much. Oh, we did talk about a lot. That guy that stole the ambulance, that's pretty funny. Like You I, love, you I, lo you I love know, the funny stories. Yeah, I don't know why I like that one. That one's super funny. Yeah. That one's super funny to me. The guy that stole the ambulance and he's like talking to the dispatch like <laughs> on the radio. Like he's called, he's talking right. on the radio and stuff. That was super funny. Um, I'm trying to think of the other funny ones from the, from the past year. I like funny cop stories because sometimes, dude, my job's pretty serious most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. I like to laugh a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, hopefully you keep uh keep um. Did you have a favorite um, favorite thing we discussed on low yeah, expectations? Like, like no, I honestly scenario. didn't really even think about that. Right. Too much. We just talk about it, move on, right? Yeah, we. I mean, we we hit a lot of current events. We hit the funny stuff. Um, we, we've pointed out a lot of like terrible like government leaders. For yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. We've done we've done that. I I I think I'd like to think that what we do is we just shine a bright light on some really ridiculous things that people may not. Be aware of going on, right? But like the um, bail stuff—that's a bail that's stuff. That's ridiculous. Yeah, and we're actually we're going to talk about that, oh, that here in a little bit. Yeah, a little, a little bit more. Not, not a, not too much. But, uh, but yeah, no, I'm going to keep, uh, keep branching out, and I also think, like in the new season here, we're going to do some more patron stuff. I like it. I, I, I more like reward them. Yeah, give them more content. So Here's five bucks. Yeah, give them more content. That sort of thing. So. Um, but yeah, no, great, great year, 2022 for the podcast, for our family. Um, we just, uh, we just closed out the year. We, uh, we, uh, had our weaver throw the tree off the deck. I was going to ask you about that. Did you take video of it? Did you post yep. it on the social? Uh, a little bit. Okay. Yeah. We, we, we put it up on, on the book. I think one, one. Yeah. Facebook. I put think. it on the book. Yeah. I think I didn't see um, it. So I didn't like it either. Like I, I when care. I say I didn't like it, I mean, I didn't uh, yeah, see it or like, like it. it. <clears throat> yeah. You used to send it to me, like you used well, to text I'll, it to I'll me. send it to you then. All right, I'll I send appreciate it to you. that. I'm that's kind a, of that's offended a good time. that you didn't, dude. I had a speech. I actually, well, every year I do a speech. Yeah. So for for those who don't know, I don't know if I've ever shared this. So maybe six, seven years ago, get a tree. It's in the house. A real tree. A, a real Christmas tree. It's in the house. We come home from church. There's spiders that have hatched in this tree and are spreading like a disease into all corners of our house from the yeah. tree. Yeah. So I fly into a rage. <laughs> I don't know why this annoyed me. Oh, because we were in a rush. We were trying, we, we had to get home from church and get somewhere else. Okay. And so I didn't have time. So kids are real young. I'm just like stripping the, everything off this tree as fast as I can. Are spiders like, can you see them? Are they all? Oh, they're all the over the floor. Oh. Like it, they're everywhere. Wow. So, um, and they're little baby spiders. So like they had just hatched, I guess. So, um, so yeah, I just strip everything off this tree as fast as I can, and the kids are crying, and I take this tree. Are they crying because you're mad, and they see that you're upset, so they're upset, or are they mad because like you're taking stuff off the tree? I think it was a little bit of both. I think it was like- You scared them a little Dad's bit. Dad's upset. I'm scared. The tree's getting destroyed. We love the Christmas tree. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, so I, and then I open the, the door, the back door, I go out on the deck, and I throw this tree as far as I can into the yard and it just sits in the yard until like January awesome. when I take it out front to, to get it thrown out. So, so out of that grew this 
tradition now yeah where at the end of the season every year we like we get the tree i always wear a ridiculous sweater christmas sweater i prepare us all right usually i just wing it i just have a speech that i just say off the cuff this year i actually like wrote a little speech and okay. read it um and then uh then you know we throw the tree off the deck and it's all filmed and the kids love it and yeah it's a uh, it's a it's it's probably it I think it's personally my favorite family tradition. It's very cool. It's super unique. It's funny. It's super unique. It's, it, uh, you know, the kids are always super sad when we're taking the tree down, but it just brings a little joy into, uh, into taking that tree down. Why not? Why not? I love it. So, so yeah, we did that. What'd you get for Christmas? Oh, we don't do Christmas presents for ourselves. Really? Yeah. Actually, you did tell me that and I forgot. And I still asked you the question. That's all right. I mean, it's a normal question to ask. So um, you, you and your wife don't get each other anything. I mean, my wife buys herself things that she says <laughs> is from me. So that way she feels like I'm like involved. I'm a dude. I'm a terrible person. I, I mean, okay. Yeah. Like we always get, a, we always get each other a little something. Yeah. We always spend more on the kids. Obviously, I got some candy but... for her. Okay. All right. Like I went to this like authentic Swedish candy shop and got some candy for her. Man, you guys are boring. Well, I should say you're boring. Yeah, my wife's great at gift giving. She's phenomenal. I've just asked her not to. Yeah, yeah. I like watching other people open gifts. I'm not a huge Christmas guy, dude. Like, I really, yeah. I'm not like bah humbug about it. It's just like, I love it. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I think partly because our kids are a certain age or younger. Yeah, it's a ton of fun. You're, well, you, you, your kid, two of your kids are a little older, but your one is. Yeah. Yeah. I like I being home with them and like that kind yeah. of stuff, but yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, not, right. I'm not an exciting dude, man. Well, yeah, obviously this is like, dude, the looks that you're giving me are like Ugh. unreal, man. You're yeah, like, I'm so, asking you like, questions. I, you got nothing. I'm like depressing. You're you. Not get, yeah. What'd you get for Christmas? I'm like, dude, uh, I'm, nothing. I'm, I'm a 40 some year old man. Like, okay. Like, what am I going to get? It's still cool about? to get something. Yeah. I got a, I got speakers for my motorcycle. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I got, so you, yeah. Bluetooth speakers, so yeah. I mount them on my handlebars and connect to my phone. One of them annoying, annoying bike riders that rides by yeah. my house, blaring like. Because <laughs> you can't music. hear it because you're on the, because you're on your bike, so you got to crank it. I got it all set up. I I did one spin around the neighborhood yesterday. Yeah, with them blaring just to see if they work. Sound good. Yeah, yeah. Nice. So, but now it's like January. I know you're not gonna be riding I'm, your bike. For I'm a, a pretty while. fair weather rider. Gets but old. but they're you know we're still having some decent days here in January so I might I, I might uh, break it out I might break it out I yeah. break it out so anyways all right topic one topic okay. one I wanted to talk about the last uh, um, line of duty death for 2022 was that Riverside County uh, which is California Deputy Isaiah Cordero mm. um, 32 years old hired in 2014 I think. Uh, he was a motorcycle deputy, did a traffic stop. This was on December 29th. He was the last line of duty death in 2022. Suspect had a criminal history uh, dating back to, I think, at least 2000. He was a serial violent felon under California three strikes law. Suspect should have been in prison for 25 years to life. Uh, he had in the past stabbed a police canine. Um, yeah. The judge, Kara Hudson. There is now a uh, petition to uh, to get her off the bench because she uh, she let this guy out on bail. Well, she gave him bail not once, twice, twice. Yeah. So 
I don't know how much you know about the, this uh, suspect's past. Um, I'll read this from nationalpolice.org. This just gives a little bit of idea. Uh, basically, what I'm saying here is this, this deputy, um, Deputy Cordero, he, he, he should be alive today. Uh, yeah. if, if the justice system would have done uh, their job, and when I say the justice system, um, this judge uh, and the court system, but from uh, nationalpolice.org, uh, they said his first strike came in 1999. So again, California is a three-strike state. So on your third strike, you get 25 years to life. Um, his first strike came in 1999 when he pleaded uh, guilty to assault with a firearm and spent three years in prison. The second came in 2005 when he and a co-defendant attacked a sleeping couple in their apartment, assaulting them and stealing $3,700 from a safe. The third strike came when he was convicted in November of 2021 of false imprisonment, evading a peace officer, criminal threats likely to result in death or great bodily injury, and receiving stolen property. Evidence includes zip ties, duct tape, an axe, and gang paraphernalia. Uh, this from the, um, from the sheriff of Riverside. He says, this terrible tragedy should have been prevented by the legal system, according to Sheriff Chad Bianco. Uh, he said, uh, um, at, this was also according to the Washington Examiner, this quote, McKay, that's a suspect, had an extensive violent past and was convicted of his third strike in November 2021. That case involved kidnapping and assault with a deadly weapon. Instead of sentencing him to 25 years to life, which should have happened, the judge allowed him to be released on bail pending a later sentencing date. When he was picked up again after missing his sentencing date, she allowed him to bond out again. And that's why there's a petition to remove her from the bench. I Unreal. signed the petition. Unreal. Yeah. He, he, he shouldn't even be out. Dude, post the position, the petition on, on the, on the, the I socials. Yeah, I think I will. Oh, good. After this yeah. episode's out, I think, I, I think I'll And hey, I'll if you're listening to this, find it on sign the socials the, and sign it, man. Yeah, sign the petition. That's terrible, dude. Yeah. I, I, I signed the petition. It, it's just it's it's disgusting to me. It's depressing. It's disgusting. It makes you want to go. It makes you want to rage a little bit. Like, it's just, it's unreal. Yeah. I, I just don't. It's sad. And it's sad. Right. Right. Like, I want to give people chances. You know what I mean? Like, you want to give people chances. But, okay. like, this guy has shown him, he's shown himself to be a violent criminal person. He's a career criminal. He needs to be in jail. That's his That's career. He needs to be. And, 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 and California, one of the most liberal states, right. if not the most liberal state um, in the U.S., has this three strike rule. And then they're not, these judges aren't following it. And so like, I think what's interesting is he's, he's before the court convicted pending sentencing. So right. they're going to do some background like investigation on him. Why, what kind of sentence does this guy deserve? That's what the court's going to do. They want to hear what should we give him because of his past. So they release him pending this thing, right? knowing they're going to sentence him to something. Well, why not keep him in? sentence him that time's going to count for him right so you know he's going to go to jail right not only him. not only uh, not only do they know they're going to sentence him they know it's going to be at least 25 years to life because he's that third it's his third strike right but so he, that is that is his sentence parameters are 25 to life why would you let a guy out on bond like you said keep him in let that if it, that's if, part of his sentence yeah if the sentencing takes you know, the sentencing background check they do, what, however long it takes. Yeah, it's 90 days. Just the count guy's it do toward 25. his time. Yeah. You know? 
And even if the judge is going to be liberal in the sentencing, she's not going to follow the law. Right. She's going to go below what the law says that he should get. Like, even that, I'm not going to be super mad at her. But still, like, you could still keep him in. Like, he's going to be sentenced for a lengthy term of time, even if it's 10 years. But Don't what, let him go. But what's wild about this is not only that, not only did they release him while they and set the sentencing date to do their background checks and everything, he missed yeah. his sentencing so date. So he showed that he's not going to be a cooperative yeah. criminal. I don't even want to say he missed. He, he did not he show. Chose for, not yeah, he chose, he chose not, not to come for a sentencing date. And... What, is, what does the judge do nah. when he's picked up then? He's picked up again. Right. That means he didn't show up for his sentencing. They issued a warrant for his arrest. It's his third strike. They know he's looking at 25 to life. He has a warrant because he missed sentencing, comes before the same judge, and she releases him on bond again. It's terrible. Until a new sentencing date. It is unjust, Anthony. Yeah. And it's, and it's not and, right. And, and, and an officer, unfortunately, uh, Paid, paid with his life. It's super, super sad. It's Only a couple sad. days after Christmas, suspect was killed. Later on, there was a big uh, pursuit, and uh, um, his he was shot by the police, right? Yeah, his car got his truck or car, whatever, got disabled. Uh, he ended up shooting at police, and they ended up uh, putting him down. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just, it's just, uh, it's really, uh, really terrible. So that's a terrible story to start twenty twenty three off. That's the first one you picked. Well, like you, you know picked me. that one to be the first one of 2023 that we're going to talk about. Thanks, well, Anthony. <laughs> Thanks, dude. You know, I lo- you know me. I like to dive right in. I know. You do I dive mean, right in. And, and here's the thing. Like, hardly anyone, it feels like to me that hardly anyone's talking about this stuff. Like, yeah. no one's talking about, like, for, for instance, in uh, 2022, uh, 62 officers were killed by gunfire. 331 were shot. 331 officers in 2022 were shot. 62 of them were killed by gunfire. That's up 32% from 2020 and 24% from 2019. Uh, 2021 isn't in there because I believe 62 officers were also killed um, in the line of duty, shot in the line of duty and killed in 2021, Um, but up 32%. So 2021, 2022, both those years up 32% from 2020, up 24% from 2019. And it's like, everyone's like, yeah, not a big deal. Not a big deal. It's like becoming the norm. So it's like not talked about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's okay, like, it's almost like, okay. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it's almost like expected. Oh, yeah. you know, another cop got shot. It, it, you know, usually it'll make national news for like a little bit, but. And One I, news cycle at best. Yeah. At best. And I guess what annoys me a little more about it, and I, I want your take on this. So this, this Buffalo Bills uh, player, DeMar Hamlin. Hamlin. So, yeah, Hamlin. Yeah. So the same day he goes down on the field and almost dies, and they use CPR, like the same day that happened, a police chief here in Pennsylvania, yeah. Breckenridge, uh, PA, is shot and killed by a violent felon who probably shouldn't have been out of jail. Right. He should have probably been in jail. I, I'm, I'm guessing most of the people that are listening to this episode don't even know about that police chief who was killed. Or maybe they saw a quick blip about it. But everybody, no one. And I, this is not like, 
what happened to Hamlin? Terrible. And I'm glad he's okay. Yeah. It, it seems like he's going to be okay. And I get the fact that, yes, it happened in front of millions of people who are watching on TV. I understand it's, it's something that doesn't happen. Hard. I think it's only ever happened one time where someone's died on a football field in the NFL, I believe. So it's like a very impactful thing. But the amount of press and the amount of people who were all over that story and were praying for him and wishing him good luck and all this stuff. And there's like this deafening silence about a police chief who was gunned down by a felon. And I'm just like, it kind of shows where our priorities lie as a country, in my opinion. Like, what are your what are your thoughts? Am I being too too harsh about it? No, I think you are. I mean, you're talking about, though, a guy that's nationally known, roughly nationally known versus a police chief in small town USA. Nationally known. I mean, nothing. I mean, no one ever would have known that guy. I'm saying he's a football player, like he's an NFL football player. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I wouldn't know the guy if I, you know, I don't know the guy at all, but like it's, it's the NFL. Anthony, you have to realize like the, the news media who puts the story in front and keeps it in front also make money from the NFL. So like, it's all like, it's all for them to continue to make money. And keep people's eyes where they want their eyes. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we choose where we put our eyes, right? So you can't blame them because the bright, shiny object is that because they've made it bright and shiny. They've chosen not to make the police chief's death, murder, his murder, um, bright and shiny. Yeah. So. And, 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 and it's up to people like you to, to make it shinier. You know and what I mean? Chief- You're Shine, shine a light, a light on, on it. it. Yeah, I mean, Chief McIntyre, that, he's the police chief who, who was murdered. You know, he, he was murdered. Like, he is dead. Ham, Hamlin's alive. Yeah. And I'm, I'm thankful that he's alive. Yeah. And, and it, for sure, I get it. Um, you know, a football player, healthy, I think he was only 24, goes down in the middle of the field. It's wild, yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Like CPR, like he died yeah. on the field. And, and they're doing CPR on him. Um, you know, I... I guess I kind of understand why it got so much press, but I'm just like, why, why don't the police officers who are being murdered by violent felons who should be in jail getting more press? Like, why isn't this, you know? Because those who own the press companies don't. They don't care. It's all about money. Correct. It's all about money. You're right. Um, if but you shine it, the light on the officer, someone's going to find a video of him doing something that they don't think is okay, and then it's going to be mud on their face. and. So it's not worth it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's the reason. I'm, just, saying, I'm, I, I'm just using that for, as an example. That's right. one thing that could happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they, uh, they don't care. And nobody should ever think that the media cares. Like if someone thinks that the media actually cares, like they need to like rethink that, I think. Right. The media does not care. Yeah. They only want you to watch what they put in front of you and keep watching it. Yeah. Because that's how they're going to make their money. Yeah. It, it, it's, it, it's cool I, that... Go ahead. It is cool that like lots of money was raised for Hamlin's charity. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. They raised a ton of money for this charity. It sounds like that dude was like a good guy. Um, it, yeah, I, I don't. I mean, people were saying he's a believer and like he's mm-hmm. raising a ton of money for like this charity. Yeah. Even before this. Right. So like, I mean, no, I'm glad and, that it got some press. And, and I'm, I'm not, not pushing back at all. I'm just right. like, I'm not upset about that. And yeah. I'm not even upset about the amount of press it got. Um, you know, the amount of press, like him going down on the field got, got like, I'm not upset about that. I'm, 
I'm just annoyed with the fact that on the same day, yeah. hours before Hamlin went down the field, like three, four hours before Hamlin went down the field, a police chief, Police McIntyre in Brackenridge, PA, got gunned down and murdered by a felon who shouldn't even have been out of jail probably. And no one even knows his name. It's like crickets, right? Yeah. Right. And that's what bothers me about it. Yeah, it bothers like, me too, Anthony. Um, so, and yeah. The, the other crazy thing about this, I've seen articles come out like, uh, you know, check, your, check in on yourself. If, you've, if you watch the, uh, if you saw Hamlin go down and you saw people giving CPR and, you know, just check, on, check in on yourself about with your mental health and, and wow. everything. Like, and I, I saw some stuff out there about, you know, the, how ridiculous that is. Like, you know, people see this. They see the first responders doing CPR. Yeah. They're, they're shook by it. And yet those, those first responders, that's, that's just another day. Yeah, they they left there and they went to another call. Right. And yet you have people watching it on a television screen and articles being written about their mental health and making sure they're okay. Right. And I'm just like, it's just wild to me. It's, it's really wild to me the difference yeah. know, that, that brings out. Yeah. But I have some thoughts on that, but I don't know that. Like, it just shows that. Like, it, it's like victim mentality. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, me, 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 me. What about me? Right. You know, make sure you check on me. Right. Me, me, me. Yeah. Like, I saw this comedian this week. Yeah. Uh, he was talking about gener- Generation Zers. Um, I think it was Generation Zers. And he was, he was making the comment that the great thing about Generation Zers is that they are so um, self-aware. He's like, they're really self-aware. They know about all their problems that they have. Right. And he's like, the, the problem with them is, though, they're like, and he, he was doing this whole bit. He's like, I have anxiety. Right. I have anxiety. And then someone says to that person, well, what are you doing about it? Well, nothing. You just got to work your way around it. This is, this is my problem. You got to recognize it in me and deal with it. You, you have to make sure that I'm okay because yeah. I have anxiety. Yeah. And I was like, that is so spot on on our culture right now. Everyone was like, I have depression. I have anxiety. I have PTSD. And it's just like this laundry list of stuff. And then when you, when you try to dig in and be like, well, well, what are you doing to deal with that? It's like, well, I'm not doing anything. You have to worry about it. You, you have to walk on eggshells around me and make sure you don't right. press my buttons and, and set me off. <laughs> That's funny. I was like, that is so spot wild. on. Yeah. That's so spot yeah. on. But yeah, we're definitely, it feels like we're missing some toughness. Yeah. In the culture. But I, again, the people that I'm around, like it's, I don't have that. It's like what I see though. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like if I would look around to the people that are around me that I have, that are in my sphere of influence or like people that I'm hanging out with or see, I don't really see that like in reality, but in virtual reality or in the socials or in like the, the media or the funny things I watch, it's there. So then I'm always like, well, is it actually there or is it just, I'm being told it's there because they want us to be like that. Like, I feel like, am I being manipulated? Am I, you know what I mean? You mean the weakness of people? Like what? I'm, I'm not quite following you. So you're, you're saying the circles you walk in, you don't feel that level of victim mentality or weakness yeah, I don't around really the people. It. You That's don't what I'm see saying. it. Yeah. Like the people that I interact with on a day-to-day basis in general, 
I don't see that. Really? Yeah. See, I feel like I do. But I'm a hermit, so like maybe that's like unfair. No, but you're not a hermit. I mean, you, you know, uh, you're you're. I'm not out and about on the street. Like I'm not. I I see what you're saying. Like at work. Yeah, you're doing. You're not. You're not on the street. But, but, but I'm seeing it at home or at like basketball games, at soccer games for my kids. Like I'm not really seeing like. I don't really see that. So then I wonder, is it just like the, again, the media monster? Uh, but I don't know why they would push that. Yeah, no, I don't know, man. I don't think. I, I think just generally, talking. I think generally people are weaker, especially yeah. men. I think, okay. I think generally men in our culture right now are weak. I think most of them don't have any concept of what it means to, um, you know, have like a confrontation, whether it be like grit. verbal or or physical like right. there's no um yeah man i'm around guys all every day where i'm like if something goes down this guy ain't helping me okay. like i i feel like i'm around people like that okay on on a on a semi regular basis where i don't feel like they're going to they're going to you know get after it with me right. no not ev- not all of them but i think you know generally you know I mean, look, look at the mag, look at the magazines, look at the new, look again. But I don't really do that that's, stuff. That's like, I mean, I see this stuff on like the Twitter right, or right. whatever, but yeah, yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I've bought into, bought into that narrative. Like, I wonder, is, does the media want us to be like that? Oh, absolutely. So that, so that they put that in front of it and then you're like, well, maybe that's how I'm supposed to be to try to manipulate you. This is so conspiracy theory, like weirdness. And I don't really know that I believe that. I just think it's like, it's interesting to think about. Like if they want us to be a certain way, like they put like electric cars in front of us. They all want us to drive electric cars now. And like electric car, like all you see is electric, 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 right. electric. So then you're like, well, do I want an electric car now? Or right. an electric car now? I, I mean, I, I don't really want one, but like you almost feel yourself being pulled that way. Now, apparently there's a fight against like um, uh, gas ranges. I just heard this, like the government's going to like, they want to ban uh, gas stoves, like how you cook your food. So I, don't, I mean, I don't know if that's true. I just saw this like little blip today and I was just like, well, that's weird. Like, why Go would ahead. we do that? Who's going to come into my house and take my gas? Well, I just stove? think it's not going to be like that. I mean, <laughs> you're, solid, you're like, oh, they'll take my gun from my cold dead hands. <laughs> I use the second amendment to guard my stove. <laughs> <laughs> it just means they're not going to like sell, sell more stoves or whatever. Right. But, like I. Who knows if that stuff's true, but it's just, it's just funny to me. Yeah. I don't know. See, see, I uh, think we're easily manipulated. We are. And at this point in like society, because of technology, like we are easily manipulated because, because we're looking down our phones. Dude, I pull up to the school to like pick up my, my girls or, or, or to drop my girl, to drop her off or to pick her up from school. And Everyone. if you look into the school, the kids literally, I, I literally think that human beings in 50 years, and I don't believe in evolution, uh, a macro evolution, but like, maybe I don't believe in micro either. I don't know, really know what I believe as far, I, I believe that God created the <laughs> world in seven days. But what I'm saying is like, I think that the human being is going to change to have like that arched shoulders to the front and their head's going to be angled down a little bit because literally the kids are looking at their phones. Right. All like when I come and pick them up, I'm like, they all look like that. Like, Whatever happened to interacting, like yeah. heads up, like right now you and I are looking at each other, right. our shoulders are back, we're looking at each other, we're nodding at each other, right. like we're not on our phones. 
And like, I look at the school and I see them like just hunched over and their heads bent down looking at the stupid phone. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, in 10 years, they're not going to be able to look up. Yeah. Because they're not going to have any muscle yeah. mass or like whatever it is. Yeah, it's, it's super interesting. And the other thing that's that about that is that everybody knows everything. So, but knows nothing. Right. right but, right. but back, you know, back before smartphones, yeah, you, you would watch the news and you'd be able to get some national news and everything. But now think about how much you know instantaneously about stuff that's not only going on at the other side of the country, but other parts of the world. Yeah. It, it's, it's almost like it's so much information overload and it, it does. I mean, they, they've shown that, that the it's use of social media and constantly uh, being just like having that deluge of information and news is actually causing levels of anxiety in people and depression and depression and, yeah. and all that. But it's, it's just, um, yeah, but it's, it's just, it's funny to me. I, I think there is a level of weakness though. I mean, we, we grow, we right now in this country, we are very comfortable. We're safe. Um, like comfort is king. Yeah. Like we, we, you know, that's like an idol. It's a God. Yeah. It's a, yeah. Whatever. You know, being comfortable, not having anything hard. Um, Lauren brought this up with me the other day. She's like, you know, not even that long ago in the great scheme of things, you, you couldn't go to a grocery store and just buy everything you needed. You would have to go out and hunt and grow food, gather it and gather yeah. it. Like she's like, we, people were harder. They were, they were because they had to work so hard just to survive. And now we live in this completely comfortable environment where you don't even someone have to... watching someone get CPR on TV can plummet them into whatever right. or they need to check themselves and see a therapist. I'm like, how weak are we? Yeah. You know, how weak, yeah. like we, that's the level of hardship, you know, right. and for sure people are facing very hard things in their, in their lives. Right. But... I think, I think we have to teach our kids that you have to work for things. like. So like, it's my son, like athletics comes pretty easy to him, uh, except for when you like try to up a level, Yeah. then you have to work for it. And then he's like, well, I don't really like doing that because I'm not great at it. Like he doesn't say that, but you can see it in his like, and right. you're like, nope, let's work at it. And then you work at it. So he just got contacts. So like he literally was spending like 30 minutes trying to get a contact in his eye and he's getting frustrated and you see tears in his eyes. And I'm just like, bro, keep working. You're going to get out. it. Yeah. Today, he did it in 35 seconds. Both eyes. Yeah. I go, bro, you did it. Yeah. Like, it's, some, it's simple things like that. Right. Like, you have to teach them that because he could have given up. And mm -hmm. I could have said, well, it's just not working for him. So, like, we're just going to stick with classes. Yeah. Right? Instead, you just let him work through the frustration. Hey, man, let's turn on some music. Let's see if that helps you. Right. Let me give you some tips. This is hard. I mm -hmm. get it. Your, your eyes fighting your finger touching it. I right. get it. Work, work through it. You can do it. I know you can do it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you got to work for some things. Yeah. And I think for you and I, you know, as, as believers, like bringing in uh, scripture verses, yeah. like that's huge too for some of the stuff our kids are, are facing, things that will remind them of the truth of God. Um, you know, my, you know, my son right now, he's dealing with fear of the dark. He's, he's yeah. seven. Yep. So he's dealing with fear of the dark and, and, um, he always wants someone with him when he goes upstairs. Interesting. And, and I'm like, no, bro, you got to do this. 
So I was super proud of him just recently. He like, he, uh, I hear him at the bottom of the stairs and he's like, what did he say? He's like, I'm going into the, the abyss or something like that. He's like, I'm going into the abyss, but I will conquer it or something like that. And he like charges up the stairs and he's like up there singing and yelling just to make sure that he's like, (laughs) (laughs) but, but I'm just like, you know, just having this conversation now makes me want to go talk to him and just be like, dude, you did like, it. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. Like you did it. You didn't need you. You weren't like whining about someone going upstairs with you. You weren't whining about being afraid. Like you were like, I'm going into the abyss and I'm, you know, it's a small thing, but for him, it's huge. And you yes. know, it's part at of- seven. It's, it's huge to him. Like, but like, that's what we, we, we're raising adults. Yeah. We're raising adults and we're not going to help them if we just, you okay, know, give honey, them here's a headlamp comfort. for you to walk up the steps. Yeah. Cause that, that's and, the easy thing yeah. to do, right? Here's a headlamp. We'll keep it at the bottom of the steps on the little rail. Right. And you can put that on every time you go upstairs. So that way you're not afraid of the yeah. dark, right? You could do that. Yeah. Yeah. Or you could train him to, it's okay yeah. to walk in the dark. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. I've, I've talked, I've, I've talked to him. I'm That's like, awesome. listen, I'm like, listen, buddy, your like dad, that. your dad deals with anxiety and fear sometimes. Yeah. It's something I've dealt with for years and years and years. Yeah. I'm like, here are some verses I say to myself when I'm struggling, you know, and you know, even at seven, I've told him a couple stories or mentioned a couple things to him and, you know, just been like, you can do this. Yeah. Like, you know, dude, the dark is a scary place. Yeah. It's, it's actually good to go in the dark sometimes like if you could like if you have a a field behind your house Mm -hmm. just walk in the dark because every everything's super easy and everything's in the light the way we have it yeah go in the dark hear some some noises yeah have some fear in your heart kind of like pump a little bit and just take a deep breath right yeah just breathe we're just what are we talking we, about? We're man? obsessed with easiness. Yeah. We're obsessed with comfort and ease in this, like, and we all are. I am. Yeah. Like, I want to be able to go to the grocery store and buy, buy my food. You don't even have to go into the grocery store. You can just order it and someone will bring it out to you and put it in your car for you. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of convenient. <laughs> it is kind of convenient. But you're right. Like, that's, yeah. that's the day and age we're, yeah. we're in right now. So, Whatever. all right. Should we hit topic two? Is that all we got to so far? Yeah, we got topic one. Now we're topic two. Wow. All right. We're doing we're good. We're motoring. We're motoring. All right. I feel so good. This is, this is the uh, pursuit. The officer who's being charged yes. with uh, negligent all homicide. Right. What do you, you want? What, what? You're I'm, making I'm, a motion at me. What, do you, what is that? Like re- recap it. Okay. So I think I sent this to you, right? Yeah, you, you did. I had seen it. My and, wife saw this and she goes, hey, Gary, what do you think about this? I go, yeah. that is phenomenal. Yeah. Then we had like a conversation about vehicle pursuit. So, all right, break it down first yeah. and we'll talk. Yeah, I'm interested to see what you think about this. So this officer, uh, Officer David Cawthron, uh, 42 years of age, Addis PD in Louisiana. He, um, he's charged with two counts of negligent homicide. He was trying to catch up to pursuit. He was not in active pursuit. He was trying to catch up to a pursuit. It sounds like it wasn't even in his jurisdiction. He was trying to get um, to this pursuit. He went through a red light at uh, his car GPS is saying 86 miles per hour, killed two teenage girls, injured a, a teenage boy, I think it was in the back of the car. Um, the suspect who was fleeing that he was trying to get caught up and involved in the pursuit 
was a home invasion suspect that broke into a family member's home and stole a car. That suspect is being charged for the home invasion stuff and also two counts of manslaughter. Um, Yeah, again, it doesn't sound like he was in active pursuit. District Attorney Tony Clayton had some comments about this case. I'll read them, uh, some of what he said here. He said, we will follow the facts of the case. I'll just read it and then uh, I'll, I'll say my comments. Right. We will follow the facts of the case, but I cannot understand why the officer was driving at such a high rate of speed through a red light. Bef- because I find this just to be horrible. So I want to know why and under what theory he was operating under that he felt like he had to blow through several red lights to end up endangering human lives. So I have serious issues with that. And we will do it efficiently, effectively, and swiftly. And I plan to convene a grand jury at the end of this month to look into his actions. If I have all the evidence, and he will be charged appropriately, said Clayton. In the meantime, I think Tuesday we are going to retrieve all the data from the officer's vehicle, data from the children's vehicle. Although I watched the videotape, the kids did everything legally. I mean, they were the seventh or eighth car through the intersection. I don't know why he, the officer, didn't see that, said Clayton. If it involves putting human life in danger, stop the damn pursuit, Clayton said. It's just not worth the risk. So your thoughts on this case? Tragic. Absolutely. Uh, Unless I'm missing something, that officer had zero reason to do what he did. Zero. Like you're, you're chasing, so you're not, he's not even chasing the guy. That, that's right. like point number one is he's not involved in the pursuit. Correct. And if you're going 86 miles an hour through a red light, mm-hmm. you are in the wrong. I don't know how else to say it. You, you, you can't do that. You shouldn't do that. It's not right. Um, it's too dangerous. Yeah. It's too dangerous. Yeah. It, it, like even if you're chasing a, even if you're chasing a guy who just shot a cop, like you can't go 86 miles an hour through a red light. You can't. I don't think you can do it. It's hard to outrun a radio. All right. It's hard to outrun a, outrun a radio. Um, you, can't, you can't run through red lights. It's just, it's not worth it to take an innocent life. Potentially. Yeah. If you're chasing a suspect who was in, involved in a homicide or shot a police officer or something like that, even in that case, you, you, yeah, you, you have to be trying to clear your intersection. That's safely. clear. Like that, that's that's what we're required to do. There's no, <laughs> there isn't a reason. Anthony. I think I like, no, I, there, no, I just, I, so I'll say this. I tend to agree with you. It does sound like he was extremely negligent. And let me just point this out for all the people who are like, oh, qualified immunity gives cops the ability to do whatever they want to do. Qualified immunity does not, the, the reason this cop is being charged, qualified immunity doesn't have anything to do with this case because he was acting in a grossly negligent way. Right. So if an officer does something illegal or grossly negligent or reckless, qualified immunity is not there to help an officer like that. Doesn't People exist. think qualified immunity just gives officers, they just get off and can just do whatever they want like to do. He's going to be then, charged criminally and yeah. he's going to be sued civilly. Right. Both things are going to happen. Right. And he's going to, he's going to lose both. He's, I mean, right. he's, going to, he's going to be prosecuted. He's going to be found guilty. And he's going to, um, he's going to be sued yeah. civilly. I, I, so the only thing I'll, I'll say about this, just to keep this discussion going. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, I don't know anything about this officer. He could be what I call a soup sandwich. Sure. Um, just, just a mess. I, I don't know. It sounds like 
you know, he recently came to this department from another department that could mean something that he did, you know, did something at the other department. I'm not saying he did, but sometimes that can kind of be a warning sign that if an officer leaves one department and goes to another, um, not always, but, um, sometimes it can mean an issue there. Uh, obviously made a horrible, very bad decision. I think what I get annoyed with is there is no room for an officer to make a mistake. None. In, in our day and age, there is no room for an officer to make a mistake. And that's why so many officers are afraid to act and afraid to do anything. Now, in this case, it's a little different because, again, he wasn't actively involved in the pursuit. He's just trying to get caught up. It sounds like I really want to push back on that. So I'm, I'm glad that you're like, keep going here because. Yeah. So. Like, I, I get all that. I, I get all that. And I'm not even saying he shouldn't be charged with negligent homicide. I'm not even saying he shouldn't be charged. Right. But what I have a problem with is this district attorney who shown more disdain for the officer than the criminal. Because we, we cannot forget that the only reason this happened is because a criminal broke the law. Okay. Yes. The problem is, though, Anthony, the criminal is known. Was he known? He broke into time? a family member's home. Well, they know that now, but did they know who this guy was? I thought I read something time. about that. Maybe they did. Maybe he didn't. Maybe the guy ch- catching up did not know. Um, but it was my understanding that like they were chasing this guy that they and they knew they knew who it was. Okay, um, that does change it a little bit. Yeah, I don't. I mean, and this guy's just so that this is the hard part. Is I understand that it's a mistake, and like officers aren't allowed to make mistakes anymore. But I think officers are allowed to make mistakes depending on the severity of the mistake. That is a huge mistake that costs the lives of two people. Right. And it's not just a mistake. It's a negligent, it's a negligent thing. Like it, it's right. not even, or it, you could even say it's reckless. Like, oh, it's super, it's yeah. grossly negligent. Grossly negligent. Dude, 90 reckless. miles an hour is fast. Yeah. Especially to blow through a red light. Like you can't right. do it. And in reality, that red light, he, I don't know, like I'm not a, like a, accident guy you probably are at this point but like um i don't know how long that is like is that a quarter mile that it takes you a second to get there mm-hmm. like that's a long distance right i mean there's no way you could slow yeah. down like it's just it 80 that 90 miles an hour is super fast right yeah no i just to be clear it's not that i don't think he should be charged you don't I, like that the district attorney kind I, of like crushed him the district attorney this is what I don't like. We will follow the facts in the case, but then he goes but, and just gives his whole opinion. We will follow about the facts in the, the case. But, but here are my opinions yeah. about what happened. <laughs> yeah. That's annoying yeah. to me. Yeah. And, and not, he talks about the, the suspect being charged with manslaughter and everything. Um, and he's like, you know, we're going to hold him, you know, accountable too. But most of these articles and press releases about this are this district attorney just like pooping on the officer. Yeah. And, and I'm like, I get it grossly negligent i think he should have been charged based on what i know about the case sure. I, it does sound like he probably should be charged reckless negligent um cause the death of of two people i w- i would have a lot more leeway for him if he was actively involved in the pursuit yeah but it, he wasn't he was just trying to get caught up um but dude like <laughs> there it's almost like the officer he, he, is, he is the one that will be sacrificed for this incident. 
The criminal is like an afterthought. Oh, we'll charge him too. But this officer, this officer, this officer, this officer. What about the suspect? You know, and at one point, the, I, I saw a quote where he's saying like um, the, the uh, um, suspect, what do he say? We shouldn't be chasing kids who steal stuff from their daddy or something like that. So I don't know if it was his father's house or what, but th this guy's like in his 20s. Yeah. And it was a home invasion. Like, obviously, he's not supposed to be at his father's house. And he did a home invasion and right. stole the car and everything. And I'm like, it's real easy for you to say that. Okay. But what about the family who's probably been dealing with this dirtbag son for who knows how long? And now this dirtbag son comes over, gets in their house. It's a home invasion. So he probably forced entry, steals their stuff. Like, what are the police supposed to do about that? Yeah. Well, Mr. Jones, we're sorry. You know, we'll take the report. Well, what are you going to get my car back? Well, he's going to run. So no, I, I mean, what do you want the police to do in this situation? Yeah. That's what aggravates me. Yeah. Like we're not supposed to chase people anymore. I think the problem is Anthony, in my opinion, is that like the, they're two, they're almost two separate incidents. That's how I'm looking at this because yeah. the, the officer's trying to catch up to the pursuit. I'd be interested in how far away he was. Right. If he's six miles away, right, bro, there yeah. is zero excuse. If he's even a mile and a half away, he ain't catching up to that. Yeah. Like you're, you're literally not catching up to that pursuit. I, I get what you're saying, but I'm look, kind of looking at it two separate things. This guy's trying to catch up. And like, I wish that they would say, or I wish that we knew how far away he was from, from the pursuit at the time of the right. accident. Because man, I mean, I would hope that you would agree if he's four miles away, right? The odds of him catching up are zero. Well, and, and there's no reason for him. There is no reason. They're actively pursuing. They have people pursuing. So like that pursuit could have end could could end a, a thousand different ways. So maybe they're doing that thing. I, I would have been passionate if I was a district attorney. I would have been passionate about it too because the criminal is kind of an aftermath. The, the criminal who broke into the house and stole something. It's almost like a secondary issue the the real issue is this officer who is way out of line in my opinion way yeah. out of line because he's not involved in the pursuit yeah no you're, you're right it is two it blocks is. from it maybe it's a little bit different because now they're now they're like manipulating us saying he's not involved in the pursuit if he's two blocks away right maybe it's different yeah but like if he's not involved in the pursuit like that's yeah and i we don't know we I don't know we how far know. we gotta away. find that out we're gonna yeah. follow we gotta follow this case because yeah. I want to know how far away he was. I d yeah, I don't know. If I just, yeah. I don't know the distance that I would be okay with, but like, I actually, don't know I'm not the okay distance. with anything. Like, it's too fast through a, a red light. You can't go through a red light, dude. Okay. But we both have been involved in pursuits where we've gone through red lights. Both of us. Yeah. I've been in, a, in the passenger seat with you. That was stop yeah. signs, but no red lights. Yeah. Backwards through a red light, you and I went. Yeah. I, but I, I, I guess we... We were pretty safe, though, when we did that. I don't think so. I mean, we the were we were, we were in an active pursuit. Yeah, we were actively pursuing someone, but still, you know, I I've been involved in many many pursuits. They're super dangerous. Okay, but guess what? That doesn't mean we stop doing them. And just because they're super dangerous, this kind of goes back to what we were talking about, where our culture we're obsessed with safety and comfort. Just because they're unsafe doesn't mean that the police should stop doing them. Because we see more and more pursuits happening because people know, these guys know, hey, if I run, 
there, there's probably a high likelihood that no one's going to chase me. Yeah. Okay. So, I differ from you with the pursuit thing. I don't like them at all, but I, I understand that it's like a necessity. I, I think we need more tools to disable pursuits. Someone just sent me a video of this thing on front of a cop car. It's like the scoop thing. And it has, yeah. like, it has, um, ropes or, or, uh, yeah, like ropes in it. So it, it shoots out from the, from the front of the cop car scoops and you get up real close to the car you're pursuing, scoop it underneath their tire and their tire just sucks up all these like ropes and stuff and, like, and locks the tire up and to slow them down. I love it. I think we need like we need more of that. Like if you're an innovator, listen to this podcast, like you could you could make a ton of money because the government loves to spend money. So like police <laughs> departments and the federal government will give lots of money if you can come up with something to stop pursuit. I think the state police in Pennsylvania are onto something too. They use the pit. That the pit, pit maneuver where they're just it. like, you know, um that can end bad too, but like it can, I but think it's if, if you're trained effectively, you're on a roadway where it can be used, like why not yeah. use it? You know the problem is PSP like the Pennsylvania State Police, like they're on the highways more than like a city environment. A pit maneuver is really difficult. Yeah. So yeah. it depends on your environment. But even out but where I'm working now, you could we could pit, easily yeah. learn how to do pits. And dude, you would, would love that. Dude, yeah. But, but it's effective. Yeah. It's shown to be effective. Yeah. Um, so because the other thing you, they want you to do is, is throw spikes. A lot of these departments have spike sticks. Yeah. And they want you to throw spikes. I don't know. It, it's super dangerous. I don't really? know. Cause like they see them in like and and veer right, dude like at you. Well, because you got to be on the side of the road. Like you're on you're the right side there, of the yeah. road. You're right there. So spike strips as a car. Yeah, you throw spike strips. They the officers on the side of the road. You throw this rope which has spikes on it across the road, and you have to hold the spike strip so that way once the car that you're pursuing runs over. over it, police cars are right behind it. So you got to pull it out of the way so the police cars don't get right. hit. Right. So yeah. It, yeah, and, and you, you're just kind of out there. Yeah, you, you, you kind of see a, it. Com like if you're driving, you could see that coming. You know, an officer is parked on the side of the road because their car's right there. The officer throws like you could you might not see something across the thing, but you see an officer there. It, you might right. try to veer and you actually it's just super dangerous because even if yeah. you're on the side of the road and you have a cruiser, you're like tucked behind your cruiser or up on the side of the road. Like, <laughs> Hoping for the best here. dude. All it takes is one guy to decide, oh, I'm just going to take this guy out. Like, yeah. And I've been in a pursuit where the guy aimed for officers and, you know, wanted to hit officers and stuff. Like, I don't know. I, I think yeah. it's, I think it's, I think it's crazy. I, I bet Dave could figure something out. <laughs> uh, Dave could figure something out. He's like now this engineer minded. This goes kind of, this is a different case, but kind of along the same, the same thing with. Oh, we're moving on. Yeah. Unless you didn't want to move on. No, we. We kind of crushed that one a little bit. I think um, we disagree on this, that one a little bit, which is kind of fun. No, I don't, dis I don't disagree with you that he should be charged. I just disagree with these, these, uh, these district attorneys who love to grandstand on the backs of officers who do the wrong thing. Okay. I, I hear I just think this one's different. That's why I sent it to you, because I okay. think this one is different. And I try to put myself in like different shoes. If I was the parent... I would find I would try to find that cop and beat him up like that. Like you murdered my kids. That's how I would look at that. Knowing knowing even the little bit that I know, I, I would not be OK with that, dude. It's not OK. It's crazy I, for me to think that you're going to drive like an absolute buffoon to try to catch up to some idiot who stole a family member's car 
Really? That's what that my, my kid's life was worth that. That's how I look at that. But maybe you and I differ. On I that. hear what you're saying, but why not have more anger for the criminal? I do too. I mean, I'm mad at him too, but the officer is the one who caused that. No, the officer chose. Ultimately, the, no, 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 no. Ultimately, the criminal caused it. Had the had the officer wouldn't even be doing what he's doing. We can say it's negligent, reckless, whatever. But he would not even be engaged in that. At that moment, he, I'm assuming he thought he was doing the right thing, okay? Even though he was grossly doing the wrong thing, okay? But He, he thinks he's have, doing the right thing, right? Right. I'm, right. I'm guessing he thought he was yeah. doing the right thing. All right. Again, maybe he's a soup sandwich. I don't know. But, but the bottom line is he wouldn't even be in that moment making those decisions as terrible as they if are. If it wasn't for that criminal. If it wasn't for a criminal. I agree with that. And, and like, so I guess I just, it comes down to who do we give the deference to? He, he's a law enforcement officer. Maybe he's a terrible law enforcement officer, but he's a law enforcement officer. He has, he's, he's been put in that position, uh, you know, by God. That's what Romans 13 says. Okay. He's doing the wrong thing in that moment. But the reason he's doing the wrong thing is because you had a lawbreaker break the law. Right. It wouldn't have even happened without yeah. the actions of a lawbreaker. And I don't care whose house he broke into and whose car he stole. It's still a crime. You don't get to just do whatever you want to do. And then have the police be like, oh, he's a family member. Like, that's the thing that but, annoys me. We're, but we're like, you're, go you're, into this house and we'll be like, you know, Mr. Jones, he's a family member. But that's hypothetical. Like you're, you're being hypothetical about, about that So situation. how do you stop that guy? You how know you- who he is. You can charge him later. Okay. But how do you get him into custody if every time he sees you, he's going to run? But we don't know that that happened. No, we know that we I, know what happened here. So like what I'm saying is, dude, I love how mad you are. This is awesome. But how, how do you take someone into custody who flees the police? Who every time they see the police, they're going to flee the police. How... At so you have to point, outsmart them, Anthony. You really do. You have to outsmart them. In my opinion, you have to outsmart them. You can do a surveillance on him. You can do, you can do multiple things. I got you. You can put a tracker on his car. You could, you could really think out of the box. He's wanted. You know the car's there. You could boot it. You yeah. could boot the car. Then he doesn't have a car. Now you're just chasing him on foot. Right. Who knows who this guy yeah. is? Helicopter. Like, I see there are things to do. I'm just saying, like, I think I, I get that you're mad, and I think you should be mad because... I just think this is the wrong scenario to be mad at. That's, you know what I mean? Like yeah. there are, I, we should have maybe found a scenario where an officer was like, did something that we think was right. Well, here I have one. Oh, all right, cool. Let's do this. So the, 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 the kind I of, love you, Anthony. It kind of, <laughs> I love it. I, I, it kind of brings into this article. This was on uh, lawofficer.com. And this was uh, an article named, if you make the job impossible, there will be no one around to do it. Okay. I did read it. Did you read it? Yeah. I did so, some show. Pre- hey, everybody. I did some show prep. <laughs> so basically, um, back in October, on October 12th, 2019, a Fort Worth Police Department uh, <clears throat> excuse me, received a call of an open front door at a residence. Wow. That type of call, I'm reading from this article, while that type of call is not unusual, what the officers encountered at the residence at 2.30 a.m. certainly was. They observed two doors wide open and lights in the house were on. Okay. So this would be suspicious to anyone. The officers treated it that way. Suspecting a possible burglary, the officers began checking the perimeter of the residence, looking for any forced entry. While doing so, Officer Aaron Dean observed a person on the other side of a window pointing a gun at him. 
After briefly shouting commands, Dean shot and killed um, Atitan. I, I can't pronounce her first name. Miss Jefferson. Um, that's her last name. So that that's what that's what happened. Um, now, obviously, the press. I remember reading about this story when it happened. The press painted it. You know, uh, Miss Jefferson was black. This officer was white. So immediately was painted as a racial thing. Uh, the Fourth Amendment. Graham versus Connor, they have that laid out. I'm just going to read that again. I know we've talked about the Fourth Amendment and reasonableness on this podcast before, but the Fourth Amendment reasonableness inquiry is whether the officer's actions are objectively reasonable in light of the facts and circumstances confronting them without regard to their underlying intent or motivation. The reasonableness of a particular use of force must be judged from the perspective of a reasonable officer on the scene, and its calculus must embody an allowance for the fact that police officers are often forced to make split-second decisions about the amount of force necessary in a particular situation. That's directly from the Graham versus Connor case yep. in 1989. It's good so, that you read that back like from yeah, time that, to time. That's the standard. That's the standard. And so And it's been the standard for a long time. Right. Since 1989. Yeah. And so you can take the standard and just to go back real quick good. and apply it to the officer in the pursuit and be like, not reasonable. There was no reasonableness in that use. Right. Most officers don't wouldn't view that as reasonable. Right. Yep. And I, I don't, I don't yep. Re, yep. view that as reasonable. Um, so, you know, this was, you know, portrayed as, you know, a, a racial event, you know, all this and that. Um, Miss Jefferson was in her own home, was playing a video game with her eight-year-old nef nephew. She heard a noise outside, picked up her gun, and according to her nephew on the night of the incident, she pointed it at the window. Um, again, the officer perceiving the threat, yep. shot and killed Miss Jefferson. Um, a murder charge um, was filed against the officer. Um, and uh, I think he was, was he found guilty? Do you remember from the article? I'm trying to read down. I don't through. remember. I think he was found um, guilty. Found guilty? Yeah. yeah. Already? Yeah. Yeah. This was back in 2019. Old. So, so, uh, yeah, he he was he was charged and um is there more stuff we're missing? He's now facing up to 20 years in prison for a manslaughter conviction. So he was convicted. He's he's facing up to 20 years in and You don't think we're missing prison. something out of that? No. I I think what we're we're missing is that basically what this article is saying is that officers are not allowed to make mistakes. This like that was tra the point. tragedies can't occur. Like yeah. there is no room for tragic mistakes within law enforcement. This was this was a tragic mistake. Officers called for a suspicious activity, possible burglary. Get there, see things that are suspicious. Start checking the building. All of a sudden, see someone in the window pointing a gun at them. Okay. Yeah. They they have no idea who that person is. Give commands to to drop it. She she doesn't immediately yeah. drop it. And Do you know how long it was until he shot? I don't, I don't know all the, all the details yeah. about the case, but the article is just shining light on this case because that officer, um, while it was a tragic mistake, it didn't fall outside the lines of reasonableness based on Graham versus Connor. And now right. he's convicted of manslaughter and facing 20 years in prison. And the article is laying out, like if, if we make this job impossible, where officers are literally not allowed to make a mistake without being charged criminally. Like no one's going to want to do the job. Right. Um, so remind me, Graham v. Connor is for lawsuits or for criminal charges? That's police use of force. 
Right. That's what governs um, like our the ability use of to force. use force. Yeah. The reasonable. That's where the reasonableness standard. So what comes if he from. had like a terrible attorney or something? I I mean, like so so here so I'll go back to the other one. Like this is a completely different, different right scenario. Loss of life, dude. It's tragic, man. Terrible. It is terrible. Yeah. But and like my thing, like what? But there's no negligence in it. There's no recklessness in it. It As far as we know, right? From from this article that you know, I mean, we read one article. Everything I know about this case, because I remember reading about this case when it came out. Wild that this dude got charged and convicted. Like I'm thinking, like. If you shoot someone outside of their home, I don't know that you have a right to do that. Like, the, like I know he's on his property, so maybe you do. Like, I'm just trying to think that through a little bit. But, like, I guess she sees him with a gun. I mean, how does she not know he's a cop? Like, I, it's wild to me. Like, if he's giving commands, like, does she not? Is there no body cam video of this? Yeah, I think there is body cam really? video of it. Did you but watch you it? Can't, you can't really see... Like you, you hear the yelling. Yeah, you can't really see what he's seen because of glare and okay. everything. I think you can. I, I think you can just see a brief glimpse of her in the window, okay. possibly holding a gun. And is it pretty short? Um, that yeah, you remember. I, I I watched the video, but that was a while ago when sure. this incident happened. Um, That's wild. I probably should have put more like research in, into this case before I brought it Dude, up. Show but, prep is important, Anthony. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on. I, I, I just, I, I think the article makes a good point that there's no room for, there's no room for tragedy in the profession. Like a tragic um, incident, a tragic mistake, there's no room for it. People will cry for the blood of the officer. Yeah. They're, they're, and, and in this case, I don't, I don't, I have not read or seen anything to suggest at all that this officer is racist. Or had any ill will toward and had her. had any ill will yeah. toward her. He didn't even know her. Like he is there investigating a call, and all of a sudden, he has someone in a window pointing a gun at him. Like, what? What is he supposed to do? Like, right. there retreat. He doesn't, I guess. I guess retreat. Yeah, but but I I think they 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 go down here later on the article. They you know they say say damned if you do, damned if you don't. Like what? So if he what does is he retreat, supposed to do? And it's a bad guy, and he's got the family hostage. He shoots the family. Right. And he's 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 just as bad off. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm with you, dude. That's a, that's a terrible one, man. Like a totally different scenario. Totally different scenario. Um, but it, it's just, you look at other professions and they point this out in an article. Like doctors. Like do doctors, doctors kill hundreds of people a year? What's hundreds, the number? Thousands. Thousands. Medical doctors kill approximately 250,000 people a year. And their actions Hold on. are the- Say that number again. 250,000 people a year. The police kill roughly a thousand people a year. And these are killings that like they say this was the fault of the physician, right? Yeah, they're saying it, it's the third the leasing ca- cause of death in America. They're called medical mistakes. That's how they're referred to. So doctors performing medical mistakes kill 250,000 people a year. Yeah. No one calls it into question. No one says, where, you know, did this doctor graduate at the bottom of his class or top of his class? There's no, no outrage. There's no outrage. Are they racist? Right. Nothing. 250,000 a year. Okay? And we call them medical mistakes. An officer they're, they're, an officer can't do it. They, he cannot yeah. make a mistake. We're, yeah. that, that's, that's basically where we're getting at right now. Where that's where we're you, coming to. You can't make a mistake. Yeah. And so guys are paralyzed. 
right. to do anything. Um, because if you make a mistake, if you, I mean, you could, you can get jacked up, man. Yeah. I it's, mean, it's scary. It's a scary time to be an aggressive police officer or actually not even aggressive, just doing your job. Right. He goes to right. a 911 call. The door's wide open. I think you still, checks the perimeter. I, I think what I, you know, just tell myself and say to, you know, you know, officers that are still doing the job, just do the next right thing. Do the next right thing. Operate, you know, with a level of character, integrity, do your job. And, you know, because it's an important job without right. it, like it's chaos, it's anarchy. Right. And trust, trust that. And, and it's easier to do when you have good leadership, when you have leadership that you feel is going to back you up. Yeah. That's going to have your back. Um, but, you know, a lot of these places, you know, you look at uh, New York City, you look at Chicago, uh, uh, mostly your urban departments. These guys don't, they don't have anyone to back them up. Right. And in fact, like New York, they have civilian review boards that house them for right. everything. Right. It's, it's either that, Anthony, like you're, you're right. Like if, if you still have the heart or the passion, the calling to be a police officer, like do the job, do the next right thing and trust, trust your creator. Yeah. Um, because he puts you in that position. Um, you have authority that has been given to you by him. And, um, or if, if not, find another, find another, uh, job, do something else, do something else. Yeah. But that, that's it's scary the, though. That's man. the problem because it, no it one is, wants to do it. It's scary, bro. No one like, wants to do it. It really is. Cause you know, I know you like your department's really down. My old department down a ton of people. Well, that's just the, I mean, that's I mean, what's that's happening like in the nation, like nationwide. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's quite a situation where that's and, why I think that's why leadership is so important. If you have a department with good leadership, you're going to get people to work there. I, th- yeah. I think. And, and we, and just so like, to be fair, we bring up very like, a small percentage of interactions with, with people. Right. You know what I mean? Like these are 0.01, probably less than that. Oh, less than that. It's probably 0.0001. Like, I mean, I think the police have make, uh, I, I think on a yearly basis, the police general, I, I think it's like 300 million contacts a year. Right. And a thousand of those end in an officer killing the suspect. It, it's, it's, a minute percentage of right. those contacts are ending in that level of violence. Right. So we're bringing up these like really wild situations that are terrible for all parties involved, right? It's terrible for the cop. It's terrible for the, the woman who got shot in her own home while mm-hmm. playing video games like that. That is tragic, man. That, right. That's tragic. Uh, but it doesn't mean it's criminal or that the officer right. should be charged. Right. It, there, it doesn't. It's You're so right. it's so true. I mean, it's kind of like just our our culture right now. There there can't be. There's no room for just a tragic something tragically horrible happening. Yeah, someone has to be blamed. Like you look at any incident, and there's like this vacuum of like who do we blame? Yeah, who do we blame? Even gonna, even when is that, that good though, or is that no? Not it's good. not good. It's not good because. The, because then what happens is there's no room for discussion. There's no, there's not even time or room for people to figure it out. But is that not accountability? I think it can be accountability, but accountability needs to be brought by the proper authorities, not every Tom, Dick, and Harry who 
sees it on the news. And that's where that's where the pressure comes from. That's where the accountability. So you're comes saying from. the accountability comes from the pressure. Yes. Not doing the right thing. And so they're they're Okay. Right. I like there's, what you're saying. There's just so much pressure on uh, leaders. Those who can make the decision. Right. To and make so there's this, a rush. this specific decision, no matter right. what you actually believe. Right. So, you're so you have like district attorneys out running their mouth. We're going to let the facts, you know, uh, steer us. But here, let me give you all my opinions over here because I have so much pressure to do something about this. So I'm going to try to appease people by just laying out and bloviating about what I yeah. think about this. And I'll say, let the facts talk for themselves, but then I'll just give you a bunch of my opinions. Yeah. Don't. Right. Right. If you're going to let the facts speak, then present the facts. Don't let tell us. Speak. Let them speak. Don't tell us what you think or how outraged you are. You yeah. know? I do like that, Anthony. I think that's, I think that's an important like, point, but I don't know how you fix it. I, I mean, I, no, I, don't I don't have any answers. That's the problem. Like, I, I, I don't want to just whine about it, you know what I mean, or like, make a big deal about things. I think bringing it to light, right? Like When you want things to change, you have to bring things to light. And right. I think that's what, that's what your show does. That's what this podcast does, is like just... Yeah, maybe this, maybe this podcast is all about me. It's just therapeutic for me to just talk about no, it. No, I don't think that's true. I think it's just like, like you, like, I think when you bring things into the light and you show, you shine the light on it, you can see it for what it is. Right. And like, maybe that's like a little bit that this thing does. Like, I mean, I think that's honorable. Like, in oh, re- like it's cool. I'd like to think if there's anyone out there in, in any walk of life, but, you know, specifically in law enforcement listen to it and think about what they're doing, especially people in leadership. Yeah. I know I, I have this ax to grind with leadership in law enforcement, but I just think it's pretty terrible right now. Like in my, in my opinion, I think yeah. there's, there's things that could be, and, and mostly because I think there's been a, a, a loss of mission. The mission right. isn't having people like you. That's not the mission. It's ne- it should have never been the mission. Right. Yeah. The mission is you, you have a job to do. And that's to praise those that are doing good and bring wrath down on those who are doing bad. I love it when you say that. That's the mission. I agree with you. And it's the biblical mission and mandate of those in government authority. And that includes the police. So if that's not the mission for a police department, does that make it an illegitimate police department? Kind of a loaded question. Um, Listen to that dead air, dude. That was cool. An illegitimate. No, I mean, I think it means that they are outside a mission, which means that their authority is in question. Yeah, I like, I like how you said that. I mean, if you're, if you're off mission, whatever it is, whatever you do, if you're off mission, then you have lost, you, you, you've given up some of your authority within the context of what you do. Yeah. Um, so like, so it, for instance, the man of, you know, I'm the man of the, of my home. I, I lead my home. I'm called to lead my home. Right. You know, there, I have a mission, a mission with how to treat my wife. To protect her. To, to protect s- her. Make sure that she's secure and how your kids I, are secure. Yeah, how yeah. I treat her, how I take care of my kids, how I raise them, how I discipline them. We have this mission as, as men in our homes and what we're supposed to do. Yeah. And if I vacate that mission, I lose authority. My wife 
will begin to think less of me. She won't, it'll be harder for her to submit under my authority. My kids will think less of me. It'll be harder for them to submit under my authority because I've given up that authority because I'm off mission. I'm over here doing stuff I shouldn't be doing. I'm not taking care of them. I'm not working and providing, you know, whatever it may be. Um, yeah. You know, they're, they're, I, th I think you, you lose authority. I think a lot of police departments have lost a lot of authority because they're so concerned about what people think about them instead of doing what they're supposed to do. Um, and, and that was never the mission. The mission was never to have people like you. I did not get into law enforcement to have people like me. I got into law enforcement to go after the bad guys. And it, by doing that, praise and bring comfort and peace to those who are doing the right thing. Right, because you're saying like it's almost some departments or some leaders within departments almost or DAs or whatever look at the look at law enforcement as appeasing the masses which is liking me yes right is yeah. that what you were saying so it's more of like appeasing trying to keep everybody happy at the same time right but maybe not even that which which that would be bad but i think making one side mhm mm happy yeah. would be even worse like a perfect example is these departments that are creating pride cars lgbtq yeah, cars wow man I, yeah yeah that's why what are right? you doing you're are gonna... so far off mission you like what are you doing okay and why is it only in one direction right you're not going to see a car with a the cross fleet, on it right with a cross yeah. on it <laughs> or 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 like a a, a pro-life you're not going to see a pro-life car a blm car probably not gonna see that either right uh i don't know where they i are don't on. think i've seen a blm car but oh. like you know but but what did you have during the, during the riots you had you had mayors governors chiefs marching with people who were breaking the law taking knees yeah i mean i i don't have a problem with it. like and i mean you know me i don't have problems with people going on marches and things like that the rioting stuff's different but like you have a right to protest you you and and even as a leader of government i'm not sure that i let me think i don't know you I'll, you have a right to protest okay but hear me out your your right to protest still needs to fall within the law you can't in that protest just do whatever you want to do sure you hey. can't you can't take over our streets like there, there's a permit process. Yeah, but I, but, but listen, Anthony, if you're people, just walking through the city, I can give up a okay. street for a, for a walk. Let me the ask street. you a question. I can give it up, Anthony. And it's I've okay. already talked about this. Let me ask you a question. Let's say a militant pro-life group in 2020 came down in front of our police station, like the. Dif the I'm just saying, like walking through the streets. Okay, let's say a militant pro-life group came down into Lancaster City, and for a week. You know, I march, can't talk about this, march through the streets, <laughs> march through the streets, yeah, blocking streets, disrupting traffic. Would we handle it the same way? I don't know. No, we wouldn't have. Okay, and you that's can say, my thing. I, I don't know. That's my thing. Yes, I agree. Well, you got to be fair if, to everybody. If we're gonna, if we're going to say that we're that, that, gonna handle it the same way, Nazis, then it's that anarchy. white supremacists. Right. That that involves any any other group that wants to do that, they should be able to do that. Right. Yeah, let's say the KKK came in, came into your jurisdiction and wanted to march, which has happened, which has happened, yeah. not in my time at the yeah. de at, That's at that us, department. Yeah. But let's say the KKK came into 
Lancaster City when I was a police officer there and they wanted to march in the streets and they did not get the proper permits to do it. What have we allowed it? <laughs> and I think we know the answer. Right. And that is the problem. Yeah. Because as soon as you have police departments who are more concerned with appeasing certain people, but, but not shutting everybody. down other things, then you're not working for a law enforcement agency. You're working for an activist agency. And that's a problem. Yeah. You've lost authority. Right. Okay. Right. Um, so that's what I'm saying. I like it. I don't disagree. And then on the flip side, you have the social media thing where, you know, it, it, there's such this push to, to put stuff out and have people like you and, and, and for what? Like, what are you gaining for the mission by doing that? What? But I think, I think that they, I think that the, 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 the crying out to social media stuff, I think police should want people to like them, like they're trying to change the narrative, maybe just doing it in a different way. Like, I think it's just a different way to change the narrative, kind of like you're doing it. You're doing it one way, right. where they're doing it another way um, to kind of get, get people to realize, hey, we're, we're not that bad. Like, hey, here's a, we're going to make a garden with kids. It's just a different way to like show that, hey, we're not, we're not out to get you just because for whatever reason, like we're for you. I. I hear you. So, I, I mean, I'm not saying I, I'm 100% for it. I'm just saying it's just a different way. It's not the way that you're choosing to, I don't to try to push, push back on the, on the terrible narrative. They, they, I think most police departments realize the narrative's not going in a good direction for the police, for those in authority. I hope that that's true. I, I, I'm the most pessimistic person, but like I'm, I'm trying to be optimistic about this. Like I think they're trying to do something to change the narrative. I just don't know that it's the way that I would do it or, the, or a way that's going to be effective. I think the effective way you do, again, I, I don't have a problem with all these, like, I don't even have a prom, problem with putting stuff out on social media and doing all these, like, you know, gardening with cops and yeah. painting Art, with the police yeah. and coffee with coffee cops. With cop. I, don't even, I don't have a problem with those things in and of themselves, yeah. okay? I'm just saying... The, the, the focus is so much on that type of stuff and changing the narrative and trying to convince people to like you. And my thing is, people would like you if you just did your job. If you did the right thing. If you just did yeah. your job. Yeah. And if you part of that fought the bad guy, put part, the bad guy away, and praise the good people. Right. And part of that comes by leaders defining reality. To the, the, the people in government authority above them uh -huh. and saying, this is the reality. The mission of our police department is to create a peaceful community for those who are doing the right thing. And we will bring down hell and brimstone on those who <laughs> aren't. Yeah. That's our job. Okay. Mm -hmm. My job is not to appease this group over here or make this person feel good over here, or have Sally on this block over here feel good about herself because I went and knocked on her door. And I, I think that's where leadership in police departments need to be able to say to people, like, I, you're not, we're not going to do that. Right. I'm sorry, I'm not sending officers to that event. Um, here at our police department, our officers are on the street. 
And yeah. then you need strong leadership to make sure that your officers are on the street doing what they need to be right. doing, doing the business checks. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not talking about yeah. not, not being a community-minded person when you're on the street in patrol, but doing those things organically right. instead of trying to make these forced, like, feel-good moments that I can put on social media where everyone's smiling and everyone there already likes me. Yeah. I'm not changing hearts and minds at these events. Yeah. Yeah, I'll change hearts and minds when I'm on the street kicking down the door of the drug dealer that lives beside Sally. Right. Because makes... I've been there doing that, doing that, and Sally comes out and whispers to me, thank you so much. Right. That's you just when change, I'm you changing just... hearts and minds. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. know? That's good. So. Yeah, and, and nowadays, I think you, especially as leaders in police departments, which I'm not one of, but like leaders in police departments, I think need to think that like, with your number of personnel, which I know are smaller than they have ever been, yeah, which is wild for me to think about, uh, the, the departments are smaller. You have to use your personnel. You have to change your like, organizational chart somehow. Right. Like you, you just have to. If you don't change your organizational um, chart, you're going to be out in left field. Yeah. And, and you can't. You can't conduct the mission at your space to do right yeah man you got me going on tears dude, today. you got wild man <laughs> you got real wild dude all right let's talk about the safety plan oh we got another one well yeah remember dude, we talked a long time already yeah we're good all right. hey so we talked about the safety act yeah this is going safe slash t right yeah. yeah we talked about it a couple episodes ago a couple low expectations ago happening in illinois the good news is, so this, this did pass at the beginning of the year. Super exciting. The good news is that if, if you remember, there was part of what the Safety Act was going to do was going to eliminate cash bail. Okay. Terrible idea. <laughs> Just mind-blowingly terrible. Yeah. The good news is a judge, um, I, I don't know what level judge this was, but a judge in Illinois basically said, uh, ruled that the elimination of cash bail is unconstitutional. Um, so that is not in place, okay? The Safety Act itself is in place, but they are still doing cash bail in Illinois, okay? Yeah. But um, what is in place with the Safety Act is still crazy. So here, here, here's something that happened that was allowed by this new Safety Act. Okay? All right, tell me about it. Suspects on electric monitoring for alleged carjacking, okay? Awesome. So... Electric monitoring, that means he's wearing an ankle bracelet, probably GPS tracked, but he's, he's on, he's, he's out. He's, he's, he can be at home. He's on uh, electric monitoring with his ankle bracelet. he's got to stay home. He's, he's got to stay home. Except. Except <laughs> there's a clause in the safety act, which allows these bozos to go on essential movement. Okay. So what's essential uh, movement? This this is insane. I love this article, man. Essential movement. This allows people who are on electric monitoring. So again, this guy did a carjacking. He's, he's on electric monitoring. He has an ankle monitor, but he, he's allowed essential movement. That means they can leave their homes at least eight hours a day, two times a week okay. to commit crime. I mean, to complete yeah. essential activities. Essential activities. So you have two days a week to complete essential activities. They can be gone. So this suspect, there was a story, again, this was CWB Chicago. This suspect um, was on his essential movement 
provision <laughs> uh, when he was a found in a car smoking weed and he had a gun. So judge judge did hold him without bail. Nice. But um, I, 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 I it, just dude. had we I just had to do like a, a quick update on the Safety Act out of Illinois. Dude, that's um, hilarious. Essential movement. That's hilarious. And like, it's what not, are the police supposed to do? Dude, like, it's crazy. Seriously. Like carjacking. So that's not stealing a car. That's like ripping someone out of a car. Either yeah, some way. In yeah. some way, they're ripping them out of the car and they're taking their car. That's that's pretty violent, Anthony. Right. And, <laughs> that's pretty violent. And like, imagine, like, put yourself there. Like, listener, you're driving down the road. You stop at a red light. Some bozo on the side of the street. Anthony used that word earlier, and I kind of like it. Some bozo stand on the side of the street. He grabs your door handle, or he points a gun at you, or he cracks open your window with like some <laughs> object, or he points a gun at you. He rips you out of the car and everybody else who's in your car, and then he jumps in your car and he drives away. Yep. Like that's what he did, right? S something like that. Mm hmm. Yeah. Not like stole your car that was parked and you left your keys in your car. If you leave your keys in your car, your car's gonna get stolen, everybody. Like, let's so, just think about that. So, not, not only. <laughs> Not only did he not, uh, you know, not only did a judge not say, no, you know what, you're, you need to yeah. stay in the clink till. Stay locked up for a little bit. Till, Learn till from your bad we behavior. have your, your trial. We're, we're going to keep you locked up till we have your trial. Not only did do that, we put an ankle monitor on. Then we, we told him, you have two eight-hour days of essential movement every week. Right. These guys are loving it. Can you imagine being a criminal right now? It is, I mean, it's like, it's open season. Yeah. Like, like you literally can do whatever you want to do. For eight hours a day, twice a week. Twice so a you're going to go gonzo, right? Like that's what you're going to oh, yeah. do. Right? You go gonzo. This dude was out with a gun and smoking weed with a bunch of friends. In a or car. people. Car. In a car. So what were they probably going to be doing? Probably another carjacking. Probably a carjacking. Yeah. You're, you're, not just, you're not just rolling. Like if you're a felon, you're not rolling around with a gun Hanging for any out. other reason than to do more crime. Correct. You're a criminal. You're a criminal. Yeah, like I could see, like, like, here's the thing, Anthony, I could see this and I don't agree with it, but I could see this being like, okay, so you have these eight hours that you can contact your, uh, it's not a probation officer, what would it be like a court admin? Okay. And you could say, I'm going to Walmart by this route mm -hmm. to go buy my groceries and I'm coming home during these eight hours. But it's only going to take me this much time. So this is when I'm leaving. I'll call you as soon as I get home or check my monitor. I'm getting home. Like hold them accountable right. to it. Go to Walmart and come home. Or, or, or go to work. Be go like, work. hey, two, two days a week, I'm going to work. Yeah, I'm with you. Like there's other ways to do this. Like I get like that costs money though. Like, and, but, but, but there's so much money the government spends. Oh. Like this would be a way to spend it. How, how are... And, and just imagine the police interacting with, so you, you're interacting with a guy who has an ankle monitor. Who's on, out on bail. Who's out, he, he has an ankle monitor. You can see the ankle monitor on right. his ankle. How, how are you determining whether or not he's out on essential activity? Like, it, like is it I just word make, of mouth? I think you make them wear something that says, call this number if I'm stopped. <laughs> and then you call that number and be like, hey, I have this guy. Number blah 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 blah, and and like that's if not you're, gonna, you know, no, no one's gonna answer would, the phone. Yeah, it's no one like, would. I mean, that, you that know, would three o'clock in the morning. Who's gonna answer the phone? No one. No one answers the phone now at three o'clock in the morning. You know, you have all these numbers to call for mental health help, and you you know, 
you dealing with someone, no one answers the phone. Is that true? Dude, I would answer the phone. If you call me at 3 a.m., I would dude. answer the phone. My phone's no, on, No, no, no. I'm, I'm saying, like, all Government. these resources yeah. for the police when they interact with someone who's in crisis, uh, mental health crisis, oh, call this number, call this number, call the number. Dude, you're starting 2023, Rammy, dude. I love it. I'm excited <laughs> for 2023. I'm trying to be- Hey, listener, it's going to get, man, Anthony is on a roll. Part, part of, part of, uh, part of like maybe one of my resolutions 2023 is just to be more, just not to care so much. You're not doing well. Listen, no, not to care so much. You are caring. Like but today no, you're showing no, that you're, you are You're caring. not following what I'm saying. Like when I'm on these episodes, sometimes when I'm on these episodes, I, I think of certain people, certain things. And I'm yeah. like, uh, you know, I should like. Uh, nuance what I'm saying to like. Oh, so you're like, going to go gonzo this year and you're no. dragging me into it. So thanks, Anthony. <laughs> like, maybe I'm not ready for that, man. Like, so, anyways, but yeah, I, I feel for the officers. Dude, I love that. I feel for the officers that are on these stops. Like, how are they supposed to determine if the person is out on a central movement just based on what that person tells them? Dude, Probably. Just don't, just don't stop people, man. Well, that's exactly what's happening. That's right. Don't stop people. That's unfortunate. If you're dealing with uh, this next story, you don't need to stop these guys. These guys will burn themselves up. These arsonists set Dude. themselves on fire. <laughs> <laughs> that video is awesome. You got to post that video or like retweet it or something. I'll try to. I'll, yeah. I need Did to you get see better this? at posting some of this Just stuff that we talked it. about. It. Um, like, yeah, I guess I, I yeah. Dude, it's I don't know. I, I, I like, yeah. Make that a resolution. Don't get me. I, I, I want a resolution of where I'm off social media. No, you can't be. You're on, you have a podcast. I know. You're a media mogul, dude. People want to hear from you. I'm not a media mogul. Your people want to hear from you. So like, let I like them hear fantasize. your voice. I fantasize about not being on social media. Literally fantasize about it. Which is a terrible fantasy to have as someone who has Who's a, a media mogul. Yeah, exactly. This is exactly right. You have patrons you got to take care of. You got people that are like hoping to listen to your show every single, like every two weeks. Uh, every you know, every week I have, next I have a moment. Uh, we'll break out the next guest. So what's going to happen? You're going to tell me. Well, no, hold on. Oh, okay, we're doing this. Is this is opening of season three? Dude, I'm excited to open up 2023 with you. Right, it's and then fun. beginning of February, we're going to have our next low expectations. Middle of February is my first guest. I do have one lined up, but I'm going to break that out um, in our next uh, next episode that you and I do. Let's together. do a patron episode before that. Okay, we have time, dude. Well, and listen here, if, if I, that's what I kind of want to do with the patrons. Like if a story pops, like we'll just You're hop on me. real quick. I'll jump Uber. I'll come Even if here. it's like 15, 20 minute breakdown, boom, we get we'll it, out. it out. They, they can listen to it. Just give them extra content. Dude, I'm your guy. Yeah. You, I'm your guy. Uh, you are my guy. Yeah, man. You pay love well, this. man. But yeah, these arsonists, they try to light this building on fire. I love the it's video. It's a gas station, right? Is no, it it's an immigration center. Really? Yeah. I didn't Which know makes that. it a little funnier because they're like trying to burn down an immigration center. Like they're so, trying to help the immigrants. Like, I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> they don't know what they're doing. These so guys obviously, guys. yeah, they're dumping gas all over this building. Yeah. Okay. These, but the building, I they throw it on like the, they're the camera. They're throwing on the walls. They're throwing it on the camera. But I don't think they have a concept or understanding of what gasoline does when it's introduced to a flame right because they're literally There's like an interaction between the flame and the gas right that's pretty important to and understand these guys aren't being careful like they're they're literally like flinging Sloshing gas it. everywhere it's like, like gas is getting on them it's getting on his partner 
Like, they're it's, just It's like you're in a everywhere. swimming pool, like, splashing your buddy. That's what it looks like. Like, they're, like, <laughs> playing in, like, a swimming pool. There's no, like, purpose to, like, what no. they're doing. Like, hey, we're going to so dump gas here and here. No, they're just flinging it. So there's gas flying everywhere. And it's flinging it in the pavement. Like, it's, it's, every, like it's all, it's crazy. So they light, they light this up. Well, they both go. <laughs> They, they both, both come in flames. flames. I don't know if those two guys have been found or arrested. I don't know. I mean, they're I mean gonna the have first thing I, I, yeah, I don't, dude. I would watch if that was my case. I would watch that video over and over again and just laugh and just laugh. Yeah, it's hysterical to me. I mean, is it wrong to laugh at people in their like? See, I'm a big fail video guy. I am too, but dude, like hysterical. But is that okay? Probably not. It like probably morally. means there's something wrong with me, but... Is it morally okay? To laugh when someone gets injured? Yeah. Probably not. It's probably not moral? Well, but, like, think about yourself. Is this, it's not showing sympathy. Don't you... Yeah. It's but not showing my, compassion. Listen, my sympathy and empathy, like, sometimes I feel like I, they're non-existent in me. Like, sometimes I feel like a really terrible person. because. I do, like I can't drum up. Sometimes I'm just like, this is where I'm just gonna get more oh like boy. real. Right. I, I'm 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 trying to stick to my uh to my resolution here. I sometimes like I hear things that are terrible. Yeah, and I I just I don't care. Like I just I don't have the, the capacity, capacity yeah. to care. Yeah, and it I feel. Like I was just talking to Lauren about this the other day. It makes me feel like a terrible person because I'm just like, I don't feel like I have the energy to put into caring about this. And people around me are like, you know, thinking of you. And, and I'm like, I, I don't even, I don't, I'm, I'm not thinking about you. I'm sorry. Like I, yeah. Uh, do you know what I mean? Like, I don't even know if I can explain it. Like, I don't I, know if that's a bad thing if it's like, if it's something that's outside of your circle, if it's in your circle, that's a bad thing. If it's outside of your circle, like I think it's. I'm talking, like, sometimes it's in my circle. Okay. Like it's yeah. just hard for me to like draw, like I, you know. It's probably something you got to work on. Yeah. In reality. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree with you. Yeah. I totally agree with you. But I just, I, I think, uh, I think it was Chief Berkeheiser in season one. Yeah. Said, called it, uh, uh, what do you call it? Empathy, exhaustion or something like that. Okay. Like, you know, and that's how I feel. Like, sometimes I just feel like I, I have nothing, I have nothing, I have nothing more to, to give. give to people. So I'm just done. Like, I, like I'm, I just, I just I'm going to check out, you know, of this yeah. problem or situation. But. That's interesting. You know, then you go to work and you, you know. You got to give more. You, <laughs> or at least yeah. you got to fake it. Yeah. Well, and it's easier there because you're not, you're not, you're not invested per se it and i've talked about this before you're not invested per se on a personal level but you are in a very very intimate situations with people who are who who this are the biggest in trouble this is the biggest thing in their life right right, right. The moment. and yeah. you're in it with them right like you're in it with them and i think that's why all your empathy gets sucked out of you because like in that moment you 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 have to care. You're, you're a servant. You're like right. serving them. You're trying to help them. You're, and you should. Right. Yeah. And, and you're like, you're trying to help them, you know? And sometimes in those situations, I almost feel more empathy 
and overwhelmed for those people that I'm helping on the street than people that I know. It's almost like I, like any, like anything I have to give, I give to complete strangers and I got nothing left to give people that I know, which is kind of sad, but it's probably something a counselor could walk you through. (laughs) You're my counselor. (laughs) Um, but yeah, yeah, I I don't know. I don't like, yeah. Like in in reality, like think about that. That's, that's really sad that you, that you're having to deal with that because like in reality, the people that like, that's that's being a cop it like right. that is and that's what's hard especially when you make a mistake and now you're fried right so you spent all this time like pouring yourself out that you couldn't even pour into like your own circle and then you make a mistake now granted mis- mistakes have like weight right but like you make a minor mistake and you're crushed for it like that to me that's that's what hurts right is like even like if, for criminals, I have the same thing. Like the, the, the punishment should match the crime. Right. And that's true of cops. The punishment should match or the, the consequence, let, let's say consequence, the consequence should match the, the mistake or the crime. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Like it's, mm-hmm. it should be balanced like that instead of just like an absolute like crush, but it's just not the world we live in now. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's but, sad. But to get back to your original, like I, I don't feel any shame or uh guilt and maybe i should laughing at two criminals who started <laughs> no, yeah. yeah what are we what are we saying man we love it i think it's hilarious i mean they obviously live they ran away hopefully they have yeah, some no, they super lived. i don't scarring. think they've been arrested really they probably didn't like, get any scoring you know, dude check some burn centers maybe that's what happens dude you and i we would like i don't know get into like a Our simple leg like, would burn off probably <laughs> we'd leave a leave our leg there or something i know it's great. Melt off. Yeah. Oh but. man. All right. Well, the, 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 we're going to close out this episode with something that's really hilarious. So right. I saw this a couple of months ago, dude, two, arson, two arsonist burnings, pretty hilarious. Uh, it's not as funny as this. I don't think. Okay. So a couple of months ago, I saw this thing on, on, uh, social media where this guy, which one, TikTok, the, the Twitter, Twitter, the Snapchat? it was shared on Twitter is where I saw it. Okay. Um, so this guy who I guess is, you know, he's an anti-racist, but obviously he, Wait he's a, a racist, anti-racist, anti-racist, but he created slurs to use against white people. Are there like pro-racist? Like, is that st- like, <laughs> it's, I know. It's, I mean, is so, there, it, yeah. Are there people who support racists? It's the world we live in. Like, I don't, I don't even understand, I don't what even that understand means. it, but this guy, he, uh, he has, he has a list of uh slurs what's this guy to, look like describe this guy to me i think it's a white guy but i'm not positive because I'm, I'm not positive i i don't know who the guy is it was shared and the way it was shared on twitter the person's like face and name were blacked out okay so i don't know why that happened and then i did find one it's probably not real anthony but it's super probably fun. not it's probably well, someone created the list okay but um then i saw one where it wasn't and it it looked like a white guy but i don't know but it's a it's a Updated list of slurs against to use against white people, and they are Wait a minute. slurs lost. to use against white people. Yes, slurs to use against white people. So like, if I'm talking to a white person, I want to offend them. I can say these things to them. Yes. All right. Let me hear it. Okay. What um, do you got? Am I? Punk. Hey, listen. Well, first of all, did on. you look over this list? Hold on. What, listener? If you're easily offended, this is probably the time to turn off the 
the podcast. This is hilarious. I wish someone would use some of these slurs against me. I you think might think hilarious. it's hilarious, but some people might get offended. Like this is the time to like, you might become anxious if you hear this. Um, the All first right. one is Ponk, P-O-N-C, people of no color. That's not even nearly my favorite. No, wait, um, P- Ponk. People of no color. Okay. Like um, do you say Ponk? Yo, that's you what punk. I said. Ponk. All right. P-O-N-C. Okay. Uh, melanin deficient. I like that one. That one's funny. Because melanin is what makes someone's darker, right? right. Like the more melanin right. you have, the darker you are. This one's my, one of my favorites. Mayo monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> Mayo monkeys. Mayo monkeys. Like so mayonnaise. Weird. All right. <laughs> Mayo monkeys. Uh, snow roaches. Snow rats. Paper crackers. That's an old one. Yeah, that's. Colonizers. Ooh. Here's another good one. That one hurts a lot because, like, I haven't colonized anything. Right. Like, there's nothing in my life that I've been able to colonize. Colonize. Here's, here's another one of my favorite. Bleach demons. Ooh, that's a good one. I like that one. <laughs> Bleach demons. Oh, man. Like, uh, I've never heard that one. I've heard cracker. Yeah, cracker. I'm trying to think but what else I've Mayo monkeys. I've never heard mayo monkeys. I've never heard bleach demons. No purpose flour. Like, instead of all purpose flour? Yeah. No <laughs> purpose like bread, flour. Like bread flour. Yeah. Uh, cornstarch crusaders. <laughs> These aren't real, dude. This, somebody made this up. Dude, Some... it's hilarious, though. Salt shakers. Uh, expired cheese. <laughs> I don't get that one. I don't know. Marshmallow minions. Uh, unwhipped cream. This is another one. I like the ones with like... I've never heard it. Anthony, this is made garlic up. Garlic goblins? No, of course it's made up. Someone made these up. Garlic's this, yellow. Garlic goblins? Is it this, garlic yellow? Yeah, kind of. It's like off-white. Right. So you use, that for, you use garlic goblins for a white person that has a little bit more melanin than someone. Okay. So like maybe not like a pasty white white person okay um yogurt yodlers dude this dude made this up (laughs) this guy of course i know we made it up but it's hilarious like i've never heard any of these i i know okay you just think it's funny i just think it's hilarious that this guy took the time to create slurs to use against white people lint leeches salty scalawags styrofoam cups (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was a funny one uh unscented candles uh pasty parasites wow culture vultures ice chimps vanilla gorillas uh cultureless neanderthals oh man i butchered that word neanderthals is a hard hard thing That's to a, say. It, it gets all messed up with your tongue there oatmeal yeast maggots that one's a good one. Yeast, mag- <laughs> yeast maggots is hilarious. Tidy whiteies. All right, that's funny too. Vanilla vultures. Soup cookies. String cheese. What's a soup cookie? I have no idea. Kind of like a soup sandwich. Okay. String cheese. What's your favorite one? I think mayo monkeys is my favorite. I love that. That's such a great... I don't like any of them. They're not even funny. Dude, they're hilarious. They're not that good. All right. See, I thought you would really get into it. I thought you would be really dying at some of these. No, they're mayo, funny. Mayo monkeys is hilarious to me. It's the mental but it's picture. Not an, it, there's nothing offensive about that. I know. That's what makes it funny. Yeah. Like, like, these, it, this, these dude, would, like this person's, this person's like, man, I, like, I don't even know what to say about them. I just thought it'd be a great way to close a show because you're a pretty pasty white guy. So, 
Dude, I'm more Maybe like I'm going to start calling you Mayo Monkey. <laughs> hey, I'm joined by my Mayo Monkey friend. <laughs> I, I think I'm more red. Like, I have a red tint to me. Does that mean I have a little bit more melanin than you? Or does that mean it's different, different melanin? Do you know, like, your background? Like, um, yeah, I'm, I'm basically Irish. Well, Remember no. I told you this story. My dad told me I was um, American Indian my whole life. Him, he and his, his father, my grandfather, who's yeah. dead now. Um, they had told me my whole life that I'm like, I'm very much native American, which is, this is hilarious to me now that I look back at it because you have all these like politicians who said they were native American. They're not. So like, yeah. So like they tell me I'm like native American and like, it kind of fits my personality. Like I'm, I like to be outside. Like, you know what I mean? Right. And, uh, my dad got did like DNA test thing. He came back. He's 97% Irish. Like literally like one place in like Ireland. That's where he's from. Like he's, he's European. Is low an Irish name? Apparently it is. Yeah. Really? He's, he okay. found like, the, and then he went gonzo with like finding like, okay. Like our, what do you call this thing? The crest. Oh uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He did that. And he got, did like he all find kinds it? Of stuff. Yeah. He got, found all kinds of, Dude, that's because, pretty cool though. Do you think it's actually real? Like, I don't know that it's real. Like, I don't, I, I don't believe know. anything Just anymore, Just pretend dude. it's real. I think whatever these DNA places are, they just want your money. So they keep like telling you certain things. Like it's, it's crazy. You so yeah, so basically I'm basically a hundred percent Irish, which a hundred percent fits my personality. I'm an angry dude. Angry. Like I'm red faced. Like my beard, when I grow a beard, I mean, it used to be orange. Now it's white cause I'm old, but it's like orangish, orangish white. Yeah. I'm kind of yeah. like the build of an Irishman. You know what I, mean? I don't. I don't think you're an angry dude. You're you're one of the most jovial people to be around. I I always feel bad because you're like you're like oh pretty serious today. It's like, <laughs> no, just who I am. Yeah, you know? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's like I keep it in or something. I don't know. Yeah. But, I don't know. But when do you let it out then? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's gonna come that's out one of, of these days. That's one of my. That's uh, when you gotta be scared. It's coming out. That's one of my. Uh, my resolution to too. not be so angry no to yeah to work on my temper really yeah that's cool i think i think it's it's gotten better over the years but i still there's certain certain things that trigger it that i could think i could do a better job just yeah just uh managing it right so and in reality if you're angry you're a selfish person i think it, like depending on where your anger is directed right it, it's 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 literally selfishness coming out of you I think. Yeah. Yeah, it can be. Yeah, I'm trying I'm trying to digest that. Yeah. As we're sitting here, but, but Yeah. Dude, this is the first one of the year. First one of the year. Dude, I'm excited that you uh had me on for the first one. First one season 3. And we this got is going to have music. like this is going to be Yeah, I was going to say this music. Is new music. Yep. New intro. I new, love it. Yep. New it's trailer. A, I like yep, it. Yep. Yep. Um Yeah. We'll Are see we what done? happens. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah, I got nothing else. All right, man, you worked me hard tonight, dude. That was, was a good one. You don't look like you worked that hard. Dude, I feel like you worked me up, man. I got home like 10 minutes before, you, before I came over here. Well, great. I was working real hard today. And then like... Dude, you, you like, guys are getting housed in there. You had like a... What was it? Like a 14 shootings and four homicides in like a month? I don't know, man. Are you reading the paper? Is that what they're telling you? I don't know. Is that, what the, paper, the is that what the media is telling you, Anthony? That that track of my, what's going my on there. area that I work is out of control because yep. if you just walk around, it ain't that bad. It's a beautiful town. Okay. Beautiful town. All right. 
Um, yeah, man. Department's doing a test on Saturday, so that's exciting. Hopefully get some new hires. How many signed up? 10? 75. Oh. Okay. Shut it. 75. All right. So far. I think that was the number I heard. 75 signed up for the test. Yeah. Just to if- bring that in perspective, when I signed up for the test back in like 99, 2000, probably 99 when I took the test, it was hundreds. Oh, one was 370. That's when I got hired. Yeah. In 2000. It, it was hundreds and hundreds of people. I literally walked in there and I saw all these people and I was like, oh my goodness, I'm never going to get a job. <laughs> That's what I and I was hired number one. Hired number one. Could you imagine Wild. that? Could you imagine that? I, uh, I, I work with a person who was in my class and they were real offended that I was hired number one and I put them in their place day number one. It was awesome. Yeah. It was super I, cool. I worked with a, uh, a Marine. Yeah. Who got like, 10 points on his test and i still scored higher really yeah i'll that's never awesome. let him forget that that's awesome <laughs> yeah because you get 10 extra points for being well yeah. you used to i, I, I don't know if you still do, do but like but yeah you used to get like 10 extra points, points for for, for, for the military. civil service test i'm sure that's helped that helped me out yeah the 10 points but yeah yeah you're a bright guy probably, oh yeah you so probably smart. scored like 110 on the test dude you're i didn't take a written test i took a verbal test i was that first class i took a verbal test so it was like there was no Written there was no written test. I was, it was called the best and brightest. The best and brightest. Yeah. If I recall correctly, uh, there are a lot of people from the best and brightest class that either didn't make were it. For, like quasi forced to resign, fired, didn't make it, yeah, couldn't, couldn't hold up, dude, couldn't that was handle a long it. Time. That was a long time ago. I don't remember I'm that. just saying. There's still some of us around. Best and brightest. Yeah. I don't know, man. All right. Well. Patrons only episode next next, right? Yeah, let's do it.